Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Game Freaks Podcast, the podcast where we freak out over video games so you don't have to. I'm your host, Bri the Indie Guy, and I'm joined by our other two hosts, Big Rob and Izzy Boo Baby. What's Hello. up, Big Rob? What's up, guys? Hey, How's Izzy. It going? Hi. We have an awesome show for you guys this week. Uh, we're coming off the heels of our E3 show, that mega episode. Um, so if you haven't listened to it yet, definitely check it out. Um, and we apologize, there were some audio hiccups throughout that episode, but it's still, uh, we believe, a quality episode. And we talk about E3 pretty in-depth on that episode. Um, so how's everybody doing this week? You have a good week? Not bad. I mean, I'm trying to, like, scoop my brain back up off the ground after it melted out of our ears because it was, like, what, 113 degrees on Saturday and Sunday? Yeah. Yep. Even with the AC, my room was still hot. Yeah, no, it was ridiculous. The The weather was insane this weekend. I couldn't – and I was working outside, so, I mean, I was – Oh my god. Ugh. Yeah, this was the week to be or weekend to be inside playing video games for sure. Oh yeah, that's uh, what I did. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect excuse. Um, awesome. All right. So we've got an awesome episode for you guys. Uh, we have some old segments coming back uh, by popular demand and we have some uh, new segments as well. So let's get right down to it. We're going to start with the news desk and we're going to talk about everything that we've heard about in the world of video games over this past couple weeks. And to start us off, Rob, you want to kick us off with some news? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we have, I have a couple, because one of them is kind of small, uh, and two of them are a little bigger. So I have like a medium, a small, a medium, and a large size. Sweet. All, All right, where are we starting? Small? All right, so let's start with the small one. Um, it's been announced that Switch is uh, announcing two new color Joy-Con, I guess, packages, because, I mean, for, for the longest time... Um, I've been hearing a lot of people just say, hey, can I just buy them individually because I want to make my own combinations. But they, they sell them in combos, um, so you have to kind of just, you Wait, know, if you like yeah. one color and you hate another color, you just kind of either got to buy two separate pieces, like two different combos, and then just mix and match. Yeah. Or just kind of you're stuck with what you got. Um, so the new ones come out, I think, in October. You're going with, like, a purple a nice royal purple color. I love oh, this. I gorgeous. love the color purple. And it's like a highlighter orange, which, I mean, I love the color combination. The, pur the color purple that they use is amazing. It's like almost like a plum color, I guess, yeah. if you had to describe it. And the highlighter orange. And then the other one is like a blue color. and It's like a royal a, blue. Yeah, it's like a royal blue, like a darker blue. Mm -hmm. But it's got like a highlighter yellow. So it's kind of like more of like one side is like a rich color, one side is like a really bright highlighter color. Uh, so that, they're due out in October, I think. Can yeah. Anybody? I think so. I think they're doing out in October. So that was that's my small one. Nice. I that's mean, pretty exciting. I mean, yeah. I, I like to kind of mix and match. I have the original, what is it, like the, the teal and the that reddish, reddish color yeah. that they came out with. I think I'm going to end up switching up because... I'm getting tired of it. Well, I have, like, the gray and then the black console, and it's like, oh. I, I mean, like, at the time, I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about the red and blue. I got the gray controllers or the gray Joy-Cons, and it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It just looks a little drab when you look at it. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I like the ones that came out. I think they they might be the same, the same color, but the ones that came out for the special edition of um, Diablo, I think, were both black. Were either, like, a... Like a carbon black color or like graphite color oh wow um 
and then like there's been special edition like colors the like the Splatoon ones, colors yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so those are my those are that was that was my small my small little tidbit. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I want to get some new colors. Um, you know, it's cool too. I mean, you could swap these with friends so you could get like one of them, you know, we could get the, one of us get the purple and orange, one of us get the blue and yellow and swap. So we have like, I would do, I yellow. would totally do the purple and yellow. I would absolutely, yeah. yes. I would absolutely in a heartbeat rock a per the purple color and then the highlighter yellow. I, Cause I, I mean the orange is cool, but I would absolutely do the purple and yellow in a heartbeat. All right. So if anybody out there wants to do blue and orange, I'm free for open. I'm open for trades. Yeah, just, hit us up on Facebook. Up, yeah, hit us up on Facebook. We'll uh, we'll we'll work it out. That's awesome. So what's the what's the medium story of the week for you? So the medium story is, all right, Fallout seventy six just can't seem to get out of its own way. So uh -oh. apparently, apparently, uh, Fallout seventy six released their patch eleven or patch twelve. I'm not sure what patch it's been designated, but their newest patch. Um, is littered with bugs. People are saying, I've been looking all over the internet, and people are to the point where oh, um, it's, they need to just, they need to stop releasing the patches and start dropping them on like open beta test servers where the, the they actually where, test out the, where the they patches. test out the patches on the open market as to know, hey, this bug needs to get fixed. Because apparently it's like, it isn't even like one or two bugs. Apparently there's like a lengthy list of bugs that people have already found and it's only been on the market for like two it's already been open for like two days Jesus Christ some of these games I mean like especially the Bethesda ones are so I don't know if these are technical bugs I didn't see this list but I know so many of the the like the games are so huge in scope that they said that nobody at the studio really knows all of the path lines of all the stories and all the side quests, it's impossible for anybody to really know all of them at the time when they're developing. So they end up introducing these like quest breaking bugs merely because there's literally no single person or like repository that knows like the impact of like introducing a particular quest and how it's gonna maybe interfere yeah. with other quests and stuff. I don't, are these like technical bugs or are they? From what I hear, it's more of like a programming issue where like you'll go somewhere and you'll get stuck and you'll, you won't be able to move or Yikes. like if you don't talk to the right people, your just quests can't continue. And I mean, it's it's just a big list. Yeah. I mean, I haven't I haven't gone through all of them either, um, but I just feel like at this point they need to just put far, uh, Fallout seventy six just out of its misery. I mean, when when is the hurting gonna end with yeah. with Fallout? Aww. Because I mean, it it was such a great idea from the beginning, and then it just kind of was like like DOA, kind of like No Man's Sky. I mean, they're kind of picking their picking their stuff together right now, but um, Anthem, you know, it's just there's these games that just can't happened to get it right and I heard Anthem and I mean on a side note I heard that Anthem Anthem had an issue as well just recently with their new patch and you know it's it's just I don't know if it's the games or the game makers rushing them out or it's it's rushing them out like um, oh my god I forgot his name now but there's a guy on Polygon who did a like he basically did like a satire of how to make the perfect E3 thing and he like mentioned like as a joke, like not as a joke, but like you know, like those jokes that like make you think, like, haha, that's funny, but oh my god, that's so true. Exactly. And he was talking about like, think of all the crunch times all these programmers have to do, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like releasing all these games. So you know, I think it's more like their their management is just you know everybody wants everything now, 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 
and they're not realizing that, especially video games in particular, there's so many components. It's like you can't rush something like that because yeah. then it just leads to crap like Fallout 76 and Anthem and No Man's Sky, you know? So it's it's a shame too i mean when you consider the probably tens of thousands of hours that go into these games mm-hmm. and it, is the vision just off i mean we've talked about this i feel like i'm almost yeah. saying words from another episode but like mm-hmm. you know it, it shouldn't even come down to the crunch time if you had like a clean clear vision from the beginning you shouldn't have these issues. you shouldn't have it yeah and it's incredible i mean having gone to like shows like pax and you talk to these small developers who have such a clear and concise vision mm-hmm. that They'll work on a game for five years and just make sure that they're always like answering back to themselves and they're not uh, wavering from their initial vision. And it really pays off. And you look at even like, um, you know, like games like Braid or something where, you yeah. know, made on uh, Jonathan Blow's own, own dime and how awesome it is because it comes out close to what he set out to do. And then it's like, how do these big studios set out to do something and end up so far from where they wanted to get to. Yeah, it's the same thing, like I always bring it up, Stardew Valley, the, the same thing. He actually like goes out of his way to, to listen to his fans and does everything himself. Like I told you, he like a fan on a couple fans on Twitter. The patch messed up their saves and they lost everything. He's like, "Send me your saves," and he fixed them personally and then sent wow. them back and said, "Okay, here you go." You know, Good it's just like, it just goes to show you, like uh, you know, if the person's actually dedicated to their work, or as in this case, the managers are dedicated and the people that put in the money are actually dedicated to making a good product, you wouldn't have an issue. Right. But yeah. Uh, I could keep talking about that all day. (laughs) uh, An unfortunate news story. (laughs) Unfortunate news story. And what's the big one, man? So the big one is it has to do with the Switch. Unfortunately, um, it's been now more readily noticed that there's a news story coming out that the Joy-Con is – the Joy-Cons are starting to drift after – like I you said know. last week or the week before. <laughs> I definitely know that Izzy had mentioned it once, at least once previously. Um, but it is now being flooded into into Reddit that people are noticing this drift, even if it's some of it minor, some of it major. major. I mean, some of the games uh, that are being affected, we were just talking about it before when we were setting up for the show, um, two of the biggest... Um, I don't know how you say it. Two of the biggest defenders are going to be, uh, what is it, Mario Maker 2? Yeah, I saw Mario I saw Maker a video two. on. Yeah, and there was a, like actual videos posted of people like laying their switches on the bed and just watching a player run around in circles mm-hmm. with their hands not even touching their, their switch. And it, so it would be like Mario Maker 2. I heard a bunch for um, Legend of Zelda. I heard um, Octopath Traveler is one of them too. Um, I mean... And people have been addressing this going to Nintendo and saying, hey, listen, you know, what can you do for me? They're like, oh, send us four bucks and we'll fix your Joy-Cons for you. Nope, just fix it yourself. Like, they, sell the, they sell the replacement joystick on Amazon for like five bucks and you can do it yourself. Yeah, it's like a kit. It's like a dollar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not yet. Yeah. It's like two bucks. Yeah. And you just fix it yourself. But like, why though? Yeah, like, it shouldn't why, get why to that we, point. Why do we need to? That That is a total hardware issue that I think... You know, Nintendo should be addressing this, and I hate the fact that us as gamers are are always seem to be stuck with the bill 
when it comes to something going wrong with our systems or going wrong with the, you know, they put out patches. Okay, so are you going to actually rebuild the the main core programming of the system to, to address this, this Joy-Con drift, which is now popping up in a lot of places? I don't know. And, I mean, can it even be remedied by software? That's a big thing. I mean, it sounds like it's a hardware thing. No, uh, it's a hardware yeah. thing because I tried multiple times to calibrate the i've updated my switch i calibrated the controllers Mm -hmm. and it i felt like it just made it worse and it it was to a point where breath of the wild was unplayable so i had to a point where i had to drop 50 bucks to buy a pro controller just to play my switch yeah that's nobody should have to do that but it's not yeah i don't know maybe they could increase the dead zone or something because there's supposed to be that little bit of tolerance where you know that those initial moves outside of the Mm -hmm. center don't affect it but I, I don't know if that's something Nintendo can do uh, without the consent of all the developers. You know, where all of a sudden yeah, no. now all of a sudden the input is different than they yeah, anticipated. I be, so I think it will be different. It will be a little bit difficult. I guess that's why they're coming out. I guess they noticed the problem, and I guess that's why they're coming out with the new switches. But We're going like, to talk about that later. <laughs> I'm not going to drop $300 on a new system because my controller is broken. You know? Right. Yeah. So, guys, that's what I got. Cool. All right. So Izzy, what's your news for the last couple of weeks? Okay. Mine are little small ones, uh, but Cuphead is getting a Netflix animated series. I've never played the game, I know, because I'm too uh, chicken to actually play it. I know I'm going to suck at it. I know I'm not going to beat it, but I will support the game 100%. So I'm kind of excited for the new animated series. It's going to have you know, the exact same animation style that the game has. So I'm pretty stoked. So mm-hmm. I'm going to support it 100%. I'm ready for it. Um, they didn't really say, like, when it's going to come out. They no. just mentioned it. So that's Can it. I just piggyback off that for a yes. quick second? Go ahead. Do you have anything else to add on the Cuphead? No. But by the way, I love Cuphead. I love, like, the 1930s style, like, the drawing, the music. I mean, that's that's what I love. I always told my wife, I always said, "Hun, I'm... I think I was born in just the wrong time period because, I mean, I play games like Red Dead 2 and, and, you know, the Old West, and I'm like, man, I wish I could be just a cowboy and, you know, carry a gun on my belt and walk yeah, around and be I like, can't go hey, back little in that lady. Time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny, but just to piggyback on that, on, yeah. a, on an animated series, Netflix just got the okay for the series for The Witcher. I don't know if you know this. Oh, yeah, the trailer starring, came out. The, the trailer just dropped for The Witcher series on Netflix, which is starring Henry Cavill. Is it yes. Cavill? The guy who yes. played Superman? Yeah. As Geralt of, of what's his name? I don't play Ger- Witcher, his so. Name's, his name's Geralt. Okay. The but, Witcher. Uh, the Mis- Witcher. Mr. The Witcher. Yeah, Mr. The Witcher. Okay. So, yeah, so that's been okayed as well, and the first trailer just dropped. If you haven't checked it out, check it out, because it's amazing, and it looks... I think this one might actually be one of the first video game titles to actually do good, <laughs> do, do justice to the rest of the game. Hopefully, that's, so. that's cool. Have you heard um, Cuphead is actually out on Tesla? You could play Cuphead on the Tesla. I think it's the Model Threes. I did um, not. Why yeah. would you Why play you it in play a car? Well, so I I think Jesus. the thought process is there's a built-in arcade in the Tesla oh. that you could play games like while you're charging or if you're stopped somewhere. So they added Cuphead uh, to oh, it gotcha. to kind of like put it through its paces. I believe it's just like an early um, like, like level or so. Yeah. yeah, and then most recently I think they added uh, Beach Buggy Racing. Which, for the arcade games, you can, like, pair the controller and everything, but for Beach Buggy Racing, you actually use the Tesla steering wheel and brake pedal 
to control the game. So I was like, I saw videos of people doing that and I was like, that's pretty awesome. So obviously when the car's in park, but you know, (laughs) you know know somebody's gonna break that. (laughs) Somebody's gonna try and break that open and you know. (laughs) Do it in motion. We've heard heard stories. So you're steering the real car and the virtual car at the same time. Yeah, so. That'll lead to a lot of accidents. Yeah. All right. I had a swerve officer, there was a crab. Oh my god. And he god. had a banana peel. I don't know. Oh yeah, there's an oil spill. I had to move over a lane. Yeah. Um, all right. So my second story is finally, finally, me and my friend played countless hours in GTA five. I played it on PC, I have it on PS4, and I always complained that the casino was never open. And they're finally opening it. Wow. On j- tomorrow, <laughs> July twenty third. So you actually get to, I'm going to bring up the article here, but you actually get to play like actual casino games That's and stuff awesome. like that. And I'm like, oh my God, it's about time. But then at the same time, I'm like, crap, it's going to cost, you're going to need mad money to play anything. Not and if you're good. No, but at the same time, it's like, uh, it's just like a casino though. I know, there. but at the same time, it's so hard to earn money in GTA. So that's why it's kind of like. Like, I'm excited that they're opening the casino, but then I'm like, oh, great. Now I have to grind to get all this money just to, like, earn the new stuff, get the new stuff. You know, uh, too bad I couldn't transfer over my character that I kind of hacked on a (laughs) PC, but you didn't hear that from me. But, uh, yeah, it was, like, very – it's, like, extremely difficult. A lot of people complain that it's – I know people will tell tell me, get good, but – you know, it's very hard to it's it's a slow thing to earn money in GTA five. So when you if you win, are you just are you winning like in game items or are you winning more digital currency? I or think you're just currency? winning currency currency. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's map, pretty it's pretty it, neat, you know. Can concept. I think honestly if you want to make a lot of money, I hear you should probably open a casino in GTA. Yeah. Well, let's see. You use chips, stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's just like you just win in-game currency. Like, oh yeah, it will give out random in-game rewards. So you oh. get chips, cash, and clothing, and that's it. Or a car. Very cool. That sounds awesome. So that's coming out July twenty-third. Sweet. Yes. Sorry. Any other news stories? <laughs> Is he knocked on the door? Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what? A random knock on the door. Okay. Knock. We all got derailed. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, so for my news stories of the week, um, the first one is that it looks like Overwatch uh, and the team uh, over there is teasing their 31st uh, playable hero in the game. Jesus. I know, which is crazy. I mean, it's uh, there's been a good amount of heroes released since the launch of the game. I don't know exactly. I want to say it's probably 10 at this point. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, like Ana, Baptiste. Um, oh geez, there's so many. I can't even say them all. Doomfist. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even play Overwatch like that. I, and I, own I was it. never an Overwatch fan either. So. Oh okay. Well, this so this new one. There's not really. I don't think there's any information yet. People believe that it's called Sigma. Um, they kind of teased it in a cool way. Jeff Kaplan, who's like the, I believe the community director, who kind of um, makes all the announcements, uh, did a develop one of his developer updates. But like five seconds into it, he got sucked into a black hole. Uh, after saying, like, we're really excited to introduce, you know, like, this new developer, and it's like, whoop, 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 and then he's just gone, and then it's over. So, um, and I think they might show some, like, mathematical formulas up. So I'm wondering if this character has something with black holes or anything like that or some kind of weird hmm. math uh, thing. 
I know that there's um, like Sombra, another new character, you know, post-launch character can go invisible. It'd be cool if there was somebody that could like mask like a group of people or do maybe more interesting teleportation than um, Symmetra does or something like that. But I don't know. I'm pretty excited. It's cool that the game is still growing. Yeah. At this point. It's pretty big. So you know what? More proud to them. <laughs> yeah. You got to keep like the pros like on their toes, you know, otherwise. Pros on their toes. The, that's yeah. the yeah. meta gets stale. The meta gets old. Yeah. I, know, yeah. I feel like that's everything though. It's all those, you know, Battle Royale games are now, is now, would Overwatch be considered a Battle Royale game? I don't think no. technically. I mean, no, because it's 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 more of like a MOBA. It's a it's a MOBA. I think. Yeah. Right. I can see that. Yeah, it's a MOBA. I mean, you're defending payloads and things. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's it's like a MOBA mixed with Team Fortress Two. <laughs> Cause, well, because you yeah. gotta Fortress. protect the you know. You it's know, like an objective based yeah. FPS. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So I was I would say MOBA. Yeah. Um. Cool. So that was my one story, and then the wow. other story is drum roll. The Nintendo Switch Lite. A new Nintendo Switch is coming our way uh, in the fall. So if you haven't heard, um, this is a new Switch. This is something that had been kind of teased and talked about for a while. So the current generation Nintendo Switch is the original Nintendo Switch. There's only been one iteration of the hardware at this point. Um, And for those of you that don't know, it is basically a console smaller than the iPad mini, probably the size slightly larger than a Samsung Galaxy Note or something Mm -hmm. like that with the Joy-Cons that snap on the side. I'm just saying this for anybody that just like literally came out of like a rock or underneath <laughs> a rock. But um, but the kind of the selling point of the Switch from the beginning was you can dock it, you could play it docked, you could play it undocked, um, the controller slide off, you could use the controllers on your couch, you could keep them attached to the side and use it in handheld mode. So they're kind of breaking, they're kind of making a switchless uh, Switch with this <laughs> exactly. new one. Because yeah. it's not, it doesn't have the docking ability, it doesn't have the Joy-Con slide off. Yep. I, I think they. I think they're trying to replace the DS. Like, well, I was the DS say is that. like That's, dead now. This is like, this Switch Lite is absolutely the, the, the death knell of the DS, period. Yeah. And yeah. I'm kind of sad because I loved my DS. But it's just like, I don't know, man. You know, it's funny because I was just, I was talking before and I had traded in a couple games to the game store which shall not be named and um, <laughs> I went and got Octopath Traveler but you know I have a shelf where I keep all my trade-ins and you know stuff I'm, I'm looking at trading in and it's funny uh, or it's actually a little sad but my DS has kind of made it up has made its way up to that trade-in shelf I mean I have I ended up trading my 3DS for the 2DS XL and mm. it's finally just kind of run its course, and I don't use it anymore. I haven't really picked it up in over a year. My DS is dead in my and closet. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's kind of made its way up to that trade-in shelf. I mean, the uh, store, the store yeah. which shall not be named, was like, yeah, we'll give you forty bucks for it. Voldemort and I stopped. Was like, <laughs> yeah, traded into Voldemort. Um, so they were like, yeah, we'll give you forty bucks for it. I'm like, well, it's you know, it's kind of half of what I paid for it, but. So I'm like, all right. It does seem like the natural progression to get away from the the DSs and go to the Switch. I mean, obviously, it's better for them if there's one games library. Well, it's better for everybody, honestly. There's no point in having this, like, bifurcated consumer market where some people are playing these old games or what, you know, feel like underperformant games on the DS. Um, But I have to say, I, I have a 3DS XL, and I love... The 3D. I'm probably like one of the old, everybody's like, oh, I turn it off. I'm like, I absolutely was one of the ones who turned it off. I, I actually traded in because of the 3DS after they came out with the 2DS XL that folded in the middle. Yeah. That wasn't the one piece model. 
Yeah. It was like the size of the 3DS, but it was the 2DS, and you could still play 3DS games on it. You just won't have the 3D capability. I used to sit there, and it used to make me sick. I just couldn't couldn't do it. Oh, I didn't really? like it. Yeah, either. I just could not. Yeah, I, not get man, into it. Playing whatsoever. like Ocarina of Time 3D is incredible, Ugh, and it's so funny because like the polygon counts are so low in that game, but I still would just like look at Link and like rotate the camera. I'm like. <laughs> It's beautiful because I feel like I'm looking into a window and he's kind of like just yeah. in there. But I guess if it doesn't click for you, then it doesn't click. Mm. Um, That's why I don't watch 3D movies. They give me a headache. Oh, really? A yeah. lot of the times I, I, I hate uh, going yeah. to 3D movies. I hate wearing the glasses. It gives me such a headache. Oh, geez. Yeah. You know, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm an old person. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Let's Says not, the youngest person in the room. Says the youngest person in the room. Let's <laughs> so, not talk about getting old. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the new one is uh, the Nintendo Switch Lite. It's due out in the fall. As Rob said, it's not dockable or connectable to a television. Um, the Joy-Cons do not come, I shouldn't even say Joy-Cons, but the controllers are uh, hard mounted to the sides, which allowed them to r- kind of uh, reduce a lot of the, I guess, internal volume, you know, because if you think about it, each Joy-Con has a battery and the unit has a battery. Now they probably just have one kind of like combined battery. Um, cause switch, uh, owners probably know that the batteries do die at different times. And sometimes the main console ends up charging the joy cons and then you end up with like nicely charged joy cons and the console's and dead console. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but it is coming at a new price point of one ninety nine. So it's a hundred dollars. What is it? Like yeah, $100 I, will, I will say that it, I do like the color scheme. Like I like yes. the, the the color, like the teal. Oh, they're gonna the get pink. a teal, a yellow. But, but I also did hear just I just saw what was it today when I was looking at news stories, they're coming out with a Pokemon Sword Shield edition, which is gonna be like that teal on one side and that pink on the other side, or mm-hmm. that reddish color. And one's gonna be one one side's gonna be one color, the other side's gonna be the other color. Yeah, I mean this is an indication that we'll be seeing the Switch at least for many years to come. Like. At this point, this kind of move indicates there's at yeah, least there's five years left. There's definitely more. market confidence now at this point yes. in the Switch well, that it's yeah, here to stay. Yeah, because Nintendo yeah. was dying for a while. A long so, time. A very long time. So uh, I'm glad that the Switch kind of brought them back, like yeah. gave them a resurgence. Like, hey, we're here. Yeah. You know? and it's, it's They're funny. the ultimate. Oh, yeah. it's, it's funny because Nintendo was, for a lot of people, I know especially myself, was the, their introduction into the video game world. Right. You know, my system, my first system was was the NES. Mm-hmm. And like I, like I said, and a lot of the older gamers, you know, I'm 36, I'm going to be 37. And I know for a lot of kids, it was, that was their first system was the mm-hmm. NES, you know, that are my age. Um, so I'm so happy that Nintendo has finally found its permanence in the market. For the longest time, they were dying, you know, yeah, with... Oh, the their, Wii. Their yeah, the Wii helped. The Wii, the Wii, really sunk the Wii was okay, but then the Wii U just really kind of, yeah, like really put put like a sword in their back. Just kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, like they were trying to. They were they were so ambitious with the Wii U, and I think it just fell so flat. That, and like I don't even remember hearing a ton about Wii U, but no, like, it had like it was so it was it was so clunky. It was so clunky and like they didn't this, market it well. This giant like almost like an iPad Pro sized like Mm-mm. separate. I would say it was like a Game Gear. That that's how big it was. I mean, yeah. it was it was massive. It was a game Gear. <laughs> that, and and you could like like look at the screen on the pad, but then also look at the screen on the TV, and it was. I actually have I have one, and I have to say, <laughs> of course you do. No, so I picked it up like last year, <laughs> and. Uh, wow. 
It was, um, I think, I think it was like a mom was selling it or something because it For was like five dollars. No, it was, it was a good price, but um, she had the the gamepad was like un, you know, no scuffs or anything. The four uh, Wii motes, four nunchucks, and like a good handful of games like Mario Party, <laughs> um, Wind Waker, which I never really got to play. Which oh, so going into Wind Make Wind Waker was like awesome because I'm like, wow, this is like a nice high res Zelda that like looks so crisp. You know, um, but yeah, the the console itself is kind of weird. Uh, just I don't. I hope they remake uh, Wind Wind Waker because I want to actually play it because obviously you never owned. Uh, There's a talk Wii U. of porting a lot of the stuff over. That's what I think now they're realizing. They brought Super Mario um, U over at, to the Switch, and mm-hmm. now like obviously Mario Maker Two is out, so they don't need to worry about that small audience that <laughs> played it on the Wii U. Um, but. Yeah. I even forgot it was on the Wii U, to be honest. I know. Well, that was one of those things. I think that that's why it didn't get the, the traction because of the console. Well, sweet. So that's a lot of cool news. Um, anybody have any other news thoughts before we move on? Nope. Mm, nope. I think we're good. All right. So our next segment is our segment that we like to call Just Push Play. And this is the segment where we talk about everything we've been playing uh, since we spoke, spoke to you last, everything that's been keeping our attention, whether it's a new game or an old game. And so, Rob, why don't you kick us off and tell us what you've been playing? All right. So I know I probably, I actually most likely brought this up in one of the first episode or two. Um, It was Red Dead Redemption 2. And I kind of fell out of it. And, you know, that's what happens with me. I'll play it five or six times. I'll be like, eh, it's cool to go on my shelf. And then it'll get forgotten about. (laughs) So (laughs) I I wanted to give Red Dead Redemption its justice at this point. So I deleted my save, started all over again, and won won my heart back into this game. When I tell you, like I said, I feel like I'm born in the wrong time period Mm -hmm. because I love just the the allure of being a cowboy with a gun and riding a horse. And it's just, the game itself is beautiful. I mean, if you haven't been able to play this yet, I mean, the the lighting is extremely is extremely well. The, the game is well lit. It has great contours. the The skins I don't know. I guess you would call it skins, but the <laughs> like textures. The, the textures of everything just look like you're like you're looking through a window. I mean, it's like a movie almost. And they've gotten to the point where they can't call Red Dead. Uh, a game anymore it's more like it's almost like a simulation where you have to pay attention to your horse you have to get off feed him you know brush him um, you know feed him medicine if he's sick and the game is is just a ma- it's a masterpiece honestly um, the dead eye is spot on and it's like it's that like heat of the battle moment where you slow time down and you just get to get to aim and I don't know, like I said, I can go on and on and on about this game. I don't want to because I know we have a limited show. Um, But, you know, what I've been doing is just kind of falling in love with Red Dead 2 all over again. And I can't wait to to the end. And, I mean, John Marston is in it again. I mean, he's not the main character anymore. He's one of the backup characters. Yeah. um, Who was John Marston was, if you don't know, was the title character for... The original Red Dead Redemption. Oh, yeah, because the Red Dead Redemption 2 is like a prequel, This is right? like a prequel to John Marston, yeah. So that's what I've kind of been playing. Um, I feel like, give me, a couple, give me a couple more shows. 
I'll have something else to talk about. But as of right yeah. now, as of right now, the disc is Red Dead Two. Nice, okay. and it's huge. I mean, that'll keep you busy. Oh, for the game a has long time. hundreds of hours yeah. into it that you can side questing and main questing. And the main quest alone, I think, is something like seventy-five hours. But you have like a good, you know, hundred to two hundred extra hours of side quests and just yeah. pop-up events. And then it has a whole, whole another side which I probably won't get to. But it's like an online side as well. I've never been a big Red Dead online fan. I probably never will. Is it competitive um, when you're online, or is yeah. it? It's, okay. it's a competitive online. Okay. Kind of like a well, it's the same guys from GTA, so yeah, it's Correct, like a yeah. GTA. But it's funny because I will probably play the single player of Red Dead and don't play the online, but I only play the online for GTA and never play the single player. I don't know, yeah. it's weird. So, like I said, that's what I'm playing. I'm sticking to it. Every time I uh, I hear Red Dead Two, I like think of Sheldon taking a walk because he's always like, you know, like he's like, I gotta clear my head and take a walk, and he'll sit down and play Red Dead and just like walk. And uh, Leonard will be like, What are you doing? He's like, Taking a walk, you know. So <laughs> I feel like at the end of your long day, you could just go there and uh, take a walk in Red Dead. That's awesome. I honestly, um, so funny story too. I have a copy of Red Dead Two that came with the. PlayStation that we bought at work and it's still sealed because I'm like oh, I know goodness. as soon as I unwrap it it's going to be like a huge commitment it's so. be, you would not want to play that at work no <laughs> no, no no nobody nobody's allowed to play that at work okay <laughs> I was to say our we'll never get any work done drop yeah no but um yeah I just just for bringing it home and putting it in I'm like I gotta start that at some point mm -hmm. but it's definitely a great game and it's gonna it's it'll it'll take your breath away by you know, the the beginning is a little arduous and sloggy, mm -hmm. but if, if you get through, the, if you get out of the snow, once you get out of the snow into the towns, down up off the mountain, you're good as gold. Wow, cool. Okay. All right, you start off on the uh, the Great Plateau. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Breath of the Wild. I jokes. know. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Anything else about Red Dead you want to tell us? Um, are there any expansions at this point? Do you know? There, are, I don't think there's going to be any planned expansions for it. Oh, I mean, okay. it comes with, you know, some extra stuff when you pre-ordered it, but it's. I don't think we're going to get any expansions for it. Although the cool thing I do like is there's like there's a rare animal section, I guess, in the game. So it's kind of neat where you get to. I mean, you go around and you hunt elk and bear and you know bobcats and cougars and all that mm -hmm. kind of cool stuff you'll find in the Midwest, but then there's like a super powered version of each type of animal, like like ultra turkey. I don't know if that's actually a thing, but <laughs> there's I don't think there's an ultra turkey. But I definitely like Man. one of the first. What? I got so excited. I'm like I'm putting it in tonight. <laughs> the ultra, ultra turkey. The Here ultra I come. turkey. Yeah. Man. But um, I know like one of the first things you do is fight like this, this giant mean old grizzly bear who's been in like. A fight and it's got a big giant pink scar like like a claw mark across its face and it's that's one of your first like battles with a legendary animal and you go around and you get a map from a trapper that shows where all these legendary animals are and you actually have to get into tracking and hunting mode they where you like crouch down your the the wind gets measured so if you're downwind upwind um, the how fast you're moving the noise levels that you make so it really like i said it turns into kind of a simulation you have like like a cowboy simulation it's like a hunting simulator i mean it really is such like a neat game that it has so many like individual games within a single game oh that's pretty cool that's cool that is very cool yeah 
All right, so Izzy, what have you been playing this past couple weeks? So, um, I recently, you know, got my internet back. So, yay. yay. Yay, internet. So, I was uh, looking at all the sales that were going on and, like, updating everything. And I don't know, like, I was, when I, I had recently went to Cleveland to go visit a friend. And I was looking at all the houses and I was like, this makes me want to play Sims. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but I was like, I have an inkling to play Sims. So when I decided, I decided to treat myself because they actually had like a surprise sale where most of the expansion packs were half off or 65% off. So I was like, okay, I'm buying everything I don't own. So I, I ended up that. buying, yeah, I ended up buying every single expansion. So Oof. I'm up to date. Um that was a lot of money <laughs> no no no. it was actually if i would have bought it without the sales it would have cost me like maybe like 140 Oof. but i got it for 80 bucks that's not bad which is not bad no that's great because i already had the base game and i already had a majority of the packs because i bought them through other means but yeah so or well, i borrowed them from friends uh so i've been playing it it's like a lot to take in you know they got like now in total they have 11 towns plus two vacation vacation spots and then they have a slew of clothes a slew of outfits new sims they up they just recently updated it so it has like a new intro a new default sims has a new cover everything um so i ended up spending two weeks making my town i made 325 sims in total what yeah so i have 325 sims in my world Every 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 house is packed. Every house has a sim, two sims or more, and I made my own sim because I I kind of hate it because they have like a, I didn't know they had like a recommended size like of sims you could have in a world. Cause I'm like they give you all this space and they're like, oh you can only have 80 sims. They say the max recommended is 200. I was like screw that. I'm going for the unlimited one. So I literally went through each town. All the empty lots I put houses in and I just filled I just filled my town to the brim. I mean it kinda sucks because when you incorporate mods into it, it kinda like everyone's just kinda like walking around, it becomes like too overcrowded. Mm-hmm. Um but my sim has a lot of friends. They have like a celebrity thing now. I'm a celebrity in the game. So I mean that's what I've been doing. It took me two weeks and then I finally was able to actually play like two days ago. <laughs> Because it took me so long to get all the sims. And I created all the sims. I didn't do the houses because I suck at building. I'm more better at creating sims. But it it took me a long time because I created every sim family. I picked the house and I was like, okay, I'm going to make this person. I'm going to make this person for this room. And that's how I did it. And it took me two weeks. That's incredible. I'm like looking yeah. at you. Like I think Rob and I are both staring at you in awe. Like, man, that sounds awesome. But I know I would never I be would able to do that. It's a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work because I pick their outfits. You know, I have to pick their outfits. I'm the type is I have to see a house. Once I see a house, I look at the rooms because I always get the ones that are pre, pre-furnished and all that stuff because, man, these, these people are creative in building houses. I don't know how the heck they do it. I, I make a rectangle and that's it. That's all I know how to do. So um, so I'll look at the house and I'll be like, okay, it has two kids' rooms. It has an adult. So I'll, I'll Or they have like a teenage room. And I'm like, okay, I'll look at the style of the room. I'll be like, okay, this teenager is going to be a tomboy. You know, stuff like that. I have transgender characters. I have gay characters. I have everything in there. 
It took a long time, man. It got to a point where I was like getting drowned out. I'm like, oh my god, am I ever gonna play this game? <laughs> How many more houses do I have to fill? So, and they got mermaids now. They got a whole bunch of stuff. So it's like, I have so much to do on that game right now. I finally did the celebrity track. Now I'm just gonna try the mermaid, mermaid style, or they have one now where it's like Strangeville. So it's kind of like you you have to like travel to a government facility to find out what they're doing type of deal. Ooh, so, interesting. Yeah, so That's I'm really going to cool. do that. So that that was that has basically cuz like once I get into a game, I get into a game. Like I told yeah. you with Stardew Valley, I had a whole doc sheet yep. on like all the crops I was going to do. So and that's why I hate simulation games sometimes because I get like way too way too yeah. organized and I'm like oh I even had like I have a whole notepad of all cheats I have a notepad of like family plans so I had like I had like a map out of all the families I was gonna make so <laughs> I'm crazy <laughs> wow that's pretty crazy yeah I'm, I get really in depth do you name the um the Sims after people you know like people in your life. Some of them, like, I actually have some of my friends that I made previously. Mm-hmm. I actually have them in the game. In my current household right now, I have, um, my, I have three of my best friends living with me. So I have my best friend and her husband, who's also my best friend, and their kid, and their two dogs. And then I have my other best friend. We're all living together. It's a big house. house. Yeah, it's a, it's a big house. It's like eight Sims. So that's the max you can have in a, in a household. So it's not easy without cheats. It is not easy playing. Yeah, I was gonna ask a eight, a eight sim family. Are you doing this in like a sandbox mode with unlimited money, or are you? Well, like- no, because it's like no mode. It's just like you. They actually like encourage cheat sims because they know people are gonna cheat anyway. Okay. So you could like cheat with money. Money's like nothing. It's, it's, I feel like money doesn't doesn't really matter in Sims, like unless you're like doing a, ch- a homeless challenge, because people make their own challenges. Which I may do a stream. Let me got let 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 me know if you guys want me to do a Master Chef stream because they actually have a Master Chef house that you can That's create hilarious. your own Master Chef challenge. Wow! And they actually have a set of rules that you could do. My friend was like, "You should totally stream that," and I'm like, "I totally should. I want to do it so bad." So let me know if you guys want to see that. I'll totally stream it now that I have internet. I'll totally stream the Master Chef challenge because I think that would be pretty freaking awesome to do. Um, but yeah, it's like money doesn't really mean anything. It's more so of the like the type of career path you're going or the type of skills you want to build because there are certain careers that like old school sims is like your sims going to work and now you have to wait like eight like eight minutes in game for Mm -hmm. them to come back to work come back from work but now they have like careers like an actor career scientist um detective and something else where you actually get to travel with your sim on the job and then you actually tell them what to do on like you have a set of checklist stuff to do and depending on how well you do you either get a raise you get a promotion or if you don't do everything in the allotted time you could like work overtime and then try to get to the end goal so it's like they have that like the I'm recently doing I recently just did the celebrity um the celebrity job like an actor it's it's not easy because like you have to, you know, it's like basically like a real celebrity. You constantly have to be in the limelight. If people ask you to go out, you have to be in the thing. And then 
once you get higher in the celebrity track, you know, you get to pick certain perks. Uh, you could like live stream now. They have a thing where you have like basically your own YouTuber station. Mm -hmm. You could do beauty tips, tech reviews. <laughs> it's like crazy how detailed they are with everything. It's amazing. It's so it's so cool. So now my celebrity has like a shine because I'm like max celebrity now. So my sim like has a walk that she just walks through and like everyone starts taking pictures of her <laughs> and you can actually get your own uh, like depending on the perk you pick yeah you can either be an evil celebrity or a good celebrity an evil celebrity yeah you could like start feuds with other sims it's like so in depth <laughs> I know I I love it though do you I, have the uh, ultra turkey mod no <laughs> oh, we'll have to find the ultra no, turkey no 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 but I do like I. Uh, they have. They also have like the island thing, and they have a whole bunch of stuff. It's, it's so now, now that I have all the. This is the first Sims game that I have all the expansions. Uh -oh. So I'm kind of like, oh my god, I don't know what to do first. I've never this. I've never been in this position before. So Man. it's it's pretty crazy. It's it's if you're into Sims, I think the Sims Four, like with all the stuff they have, especially the celebrity one, it's pretty cool. Because now my celebrity. She's already an actress. Like, I already did that. Like, I'm getting job offers left and right now. But now I'm making her a YouTuber. <laughs> well, a more views. Uh, to Like, they don't say YouTuber in the game, mm -hmm. but she's a YouTuber. So I have that, a drone that live streams me, too. The uh, the sale, I was just, I noticed it. The sale for PS4, like, all the Sim stuff ends tomorrow. And uh, it was just my birthday this past week. And I got a PS4, like, gift card from a friend. So I was actually looking at it because I don't have, and like, I haven't played The Sims since, like, The Sims 1 I haven't yeah. played, in college. I haven't played since Sims 1 either. Yeah, and it's uh, it's getting, like, it's really enticing. And I'm like, ooh, I have this gift card. Do I pick it up? Because you could get it with, like, two or three expansions for, I think, like, $30 right now. Yeah. And, um, but I'm just I'm yeah, worried that I'm gonna. Packs now. Two they, weeks are gonna go by. I'm gonna have the whole colony built out like you and yeah. <laughs> charts on my wall and. No, but they actually they actually um, encourage you to get packs now because you save more money because they realize you know maybe buying them individually is not that great. You know? Yeah. Well, I um, guess as they're releasing, it's like oh I could spend fifteen bucks. Yeah. On a so new basically, pack. you'll buy like an expansion pack. Yeah. And then you could buy. Uh, like a things pack and then a smaller pack. So they have like different styles of packs. It's like weird. But I have wow. everything and it's awesome. And um, if you're really into Sims, I would say get all the expansions if you have the money or wait. I would say wait till they're on sale. Do not buy them full price because they were selling the original Sims game on PC on Origin for seven bucks. Wow. That's whenever they have it on sale. It's always like 80% off. So hmm. please wait till there's a sale and then buy everything. Nice. So yeah, <laughs> that's my Sims adventure. So my, um, I, I last week or last episode, I mentioned that my next Just Push Play was gonna definitely be this iOS game I've been playing called Pirates Outlaws. Oh God. I already got the eye rolls in the room. <laughs> so I just wanna preface this by saying I am not an iOS gamer by any means. I don't think I've put any, I've the most hours I've probably put into a, an iOS game is probably like Amazing Brick, which I probably put like five hours in total. And <laughs> but now forget it. That's like that's a speck in the in the rear view. Five hours. This game, Pirates Outlaws, um, just caught me off guard. It's actually uh, the second highest rated uh, card game right now on the App Store, um, only second to Heads Up, that uh, party trivia game, which kind of probably doesn't even count as a card game. 
Um, so it is. No, it's only popular because LME. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so for all intents and purposes, Pirates Outlaws is uh, the number one <laughs> rated uh, card game on the App Store. That isn't for our purposes. That isn't uh, yeah backed by Ellen. But um, man, so this game. So I I always flock toward these uh, roguelike games where you play and your actions throughout the course of the game kind of stick with you for the course of that run. But when you die, you lose everything that you earned in that game except maybe sometimes you'll get a little bit of a boost that kind of sticks with you to make your next run easier but things that you acquire throughout the course of the game like um a dead cells game or something like that um or uh rogue legacy which is another great uh roguelike where you're playing and you, you know you might pick up cool weapons and things and then you die and then you lose them and you start over but this time maybe like you have enough to unlock like a two percent health boost so your next run is a little bit better well this game is a basically a like a card battle game similar to like Hearthstone or Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you start every run, you're back to the same basic deck and it, which actually is kind of cool because every time you start, um, you have the same cards, you're very familiar with them. The, the deck feels extremely well balanced. And you are on a pirate ship and you have a hundred action points and you traverse through this uh, map of spots. So depending on which stops you want to make, um, some might cost like three action points, some might cost seven. Sometimes you'll spend a little bit more to avoid battle. Sometimes you specifically don't want to avoid battle because at the end of every battle, you earn a new card for your deck. And they actually, they'll give you like the choice of three and you pick one and it goes in your deck and now you have it for the remainder of that run. Um, And then there's an end boss uh, at the end of each one of these like maps that you're you're going through. And uh, so for the original, there's three worlds in this and each of the worlds, I believe, has I know the first world has three kind of like stages to it. Each stage has a boss at the end. So I haven't seen the end of the second or third worlds yet, but I have beaten the first world a few times. Um, And you're encouraged to do it more than once because, you you know, you earn rewards that you could kind of like upgrade, you know, have like your perma effects, if you will. Mm -hmm. But man, this game is so much fun because it's very like um, mathy and calculation based where you can really just game this. uh, You know, you have um, melee attacks and ranged attacks. The melee attacks, you can only attack the closest enemy to you. The ranged can attack any of the three if you're if you're one V three. Um, so all the fights, I should say, you either enter a battle where it's 1v1, 1v2, or 1v3. So your melees will only hit the first person closest to you, um, and the range can you can target any of them. A lot of cool um, kind of like uh, effects that you can apply to the enemies. Um, you can, uh, there's, I was just talking to Rob, we were talking about this before the show, the concept of injury, where... Uh, I, and it's kind of cool. A lot of these effects, you don't start your basic deck is basically just attacks and yeah. what you would consider like like a, uh, like like a, a mana like a heal. Kind yeah, of and a deal. A, yeah. So they have um, ammo, and every turn uh, with the with the original hero, you get one um, ammo per turn to a max of three that you could hold at a time. But you also get ammo cards. So if you actually use all three in one turn, next turn you'll be up to one again. But if you play an ammo card, you could be up to two or three. Um, but you could get really, really strategic with it. There's nothing I can say in a little blip to explain just how like crazy you can no, kind of game this. It's very, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, it, it definitely takes a lot of planning. And yeah. I, I've noticed that because it's funny, you know, Brian talked up this game 
our on our last episode and i was like man you know what this sounds kind of cool because i'm definitely i'm a magic the gathering player and i like card games so i went home i'm like you know what it's only like two dollars i think i'm gonna buy yeah. it and i'm gonna play it and i was like whoa i mean it was it was <laughs> yeah. it was really pretty neat and it was it it hooked me right away and I just, I love the math aspect of it because it's trying to be like, well, if I do this card, I'm going to double my damage. But if he's already got like wounds on me, I'm not going to be able to do enough damage to knock the to knock the guy out, which I know like next turn he's going to deal me 35 damage. And, you know, I'm like, all right, how can I do like, am I going to sacrifice my attacks to get my shields up? And that's, you know, it's it's really is right. a whole... A yeah. whole strategy behind the game. And something that I think we should definitely say, which is cool, that is very different from probably Hearthstone or Magic the Gathering, is you actually see over each character what they're going to do next. Yeah. So you are planning your turn with full knowledge of that guy's going to attack exactly. me for 12, and that guy's going to boost his armor, and that guy's going to do that. So you can really strategize on... I need to kill that guy because if I don't, I'm taking 12 damage, which is a significant portion of your health. Exactly. Um, or, you know, even if maybe the guy who's just boosting his armor is closer to death, it's like, I'll deal with him in a sec, you know, because sometimes it's like, oh, he's got two health left. I could just end him. But if that's if that's not the guy that's going to hurt you next, maybe you don't worry about exactly. that guy. Yeah. So there's a lot of cool um, things. And then as you go, uh, you aside from earning cards, there are these kind of like unique events where you'll run into like, there's a struggling, starving old woman. Uh, do you want to give her one of your max HP, which is, you know, pretty painful to like, now you can only heal up to like 34 instead of 35 or something. Um, and then she'll give you gold. And then the next time you're at a tavern or an inn, you could buy like a relic. And some of the relics are really awesome where, you know, you get a golden gun and all your range damage gets plus one or um, different. You know, there's ones that allow you to have a fourth ammo slot, which is bigger than it sounds because now you could maybe play four or five cards in each turn and uh it's cool and and also another unique uh, mechanic of it is you have a five card hand but any cards you don't play in your turn get discarded so if you have five cards in your hand and you play three of them the, you know the other two are getting discarded and going back to the bottom of your deck like for the reshuffle uh, and the decks are small. When you start, I think it might be like a 12 it's 15, card. Or, oh, 12, 15 I think or something. it's 15 cards. So to it's start a very with. small deck. You're going through your deck every like three hands. So it's not like a 60 card deck. Um, and then by the end of like your run, you might have like 24 cards because mm -hmm. you've like been acquiring them. But Pirates Outlaws, I can't recommend it highly enough. I mean, it's perfect for like killing time, all those times when you're like in the DMV and you're like, man, <laughs> instead of just killing that space with like, let me go on YouTube or check my email or Facebook. It's actually really fun. Uh, it's great for like you know play and then suspend and come back to it. Um, and like Rob said, it's a dollar ninety nine on the App Store. It's totally ad free. There are some pay to win incentives if you are, don't feel like doing some of the grind. Of yeah, it. I, I hate that. I, yeah, it gives. It's I hate a, that about mobile games. That's I why have I a lot them. of. I hate games like that a lot of the time where there's pay to win options and I'm like, it's really unfortunate that they put it in this game because it doesn't feel like that kind of game. I understand that. And I know also though, it's that how it's how these developers are making, making their living. Right. You know, it's like the $8 you may be spending on extra cards or extra, whatever is, you know, $7 of it is going to go to the developer developer's yeah. pocket. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. And you know, sometimes it's an, un, it's an unfortunate evil of the games that we play these days where if there's a pay to win option, you know where the money's going to. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it just depends on the mobile game, too, because this is just one mobile game. It's the first mobile game that I actually beat 100%. Like, I, I beat all the levels. beatable mobile games. And I'm like, oh, my God, when are the new levels coming out? Yeah. You know? Except for, like, Candy Crush, but. No, know. no, no. But this one is more like a, it's like a. I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's like a platformer kind of, but you just like swipe your finger, like mm. you basically it's basically like a mixture of like Pac-Man stuff like that. So you basically like slide your purse, like your little guy, and you slide him to get all the dots, and then you get all the big dots like to get points. Hmm. Like you have to get a certain amount of stars at the end of the level to pass the level. And there's only 200 levels. He said the guy who made the game said he's gonna be more, but it was I found it through an ad of all things. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll try it. And I just, like, ended up beating all the levels. And I'm like, wow. oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I got to play this game. And it's not really pay to win. Like, you basically could pay for, like, lives or you could pay for a mask or no ads or, yeah. like, I'll usually do that. I'll do, like, the no ads thing. But um, that's, like, the only instance where that that particular mobile game was, like, I'll spend money on this because yeah. it's that good. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in your um, description of that game, you just made me remember and realize that I did play a lot of cut the rope and I actually like beat all the levels back in the day. I love that cut the yeah, rope Yeah, cut game. the rope. What a great, I mean, that's a great mobile game. So Pirates Outlaws is out on iOS and on Google Play and I actually just saw it's coming to Steam in August of this oh, year. that's cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. So definitely check it out. It's, it's, uh, it, it has a lot of surprises for you too. I think you, it's one of those games, you know, where you play it and you're like, oh, I get this is very basic, but then you, you dig a little deeper and you're like, oh shoot. There is a reason why I keep dying. Like I don't. This is not as basic right, as so I'm not planning hard enough. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we are. We're we're running long on this episode. Oof. We're coming up on an hour, and we are just about to get into our um, segment called the list. So for those of you who listened to our first episode, we did our initial list, and that was our uh, each of our top five favorite games of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this time. Um, we're going to take it in a slightly different direction. We're going to do a list, top five, but this time we're going to be talking about each of our favorite consoles. Mm-hmm. So this is a cool one because um, I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, consoles are um, can be favorites for different reasons than perhaps titles because they can be favorites because they're the strongest thing on the market and they're just pushing out crazy frames and resolution and textures. But I think a lot of times too, uh, consoles succeed because of their convenience if they're portable or lightweight. And other, maybe some of them on our lists are on the top five because of just pure nostalgia alone. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So um, It's a lot of things. Yeah, so this will be an interesting uh, discussion for us. And um, like always, we invite you to, if you want to write in your top five favorite consoles, we'll gladly read them in uh, on the next episode. So you could either um, send them to us or voice memo them to us, and we'll discuss all those details later in the show. So let's start. Well, we could go through this pretty quick um, because it is consoles, and we don't have to talk about storylines and such. <laughs> exactly. But um, Rob, you want to kick us off with your fifth favorite console? All right, so I'm going to start off with my fifth favorite console is going to be the N64. Um, I really enjoyed the console just for uh, two games in particular, is um, Ocarina of Time Mm -hmm. and Majora's Mask, Mm -hmm. uh, two of the classic Zelda video games. Um, So that's why, 
you know, one of my favorites was N64. Just you had the Rumble Pack, then you had the memory expansion for it, and it was just a neat little console. I think it was the first time that you saw the video games trying to step up that power, especially after they had that expansion pass to kind of push mm-hmm. push the the envelope with the graphics. Right. And for most people, that analog stick was their first introduction to, like, an analog joystick yep. that you could, you know, have Mario, you push it a little and he walks, you push it a little more and he runs. Um, that that kind of paved the way. Maybe one of the weirder controllers we've seen. Definitely yeah. one of the that, that was like that tri-boomerang uh, <laughs> Something controller. Um, and also the console that uh, pushed, you know, that was able to get GoldenEye into all of our hands, like, yeah. which is essentially one of the most popular early first-person shooters. So that's And kinda, it's still popular. Yeah. Still. If you mention it to someone in our age group, they're like, heck yeah, I want to play GoldenEye. Yep. Let's play it right now. Sweet. All right, so Izzy, what is your top, uh, your, your fifth um, um, console? Mine's going to be in no particular order oh, because, okay. like, I like the, I love them all equally. They're all my children. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to go with the Game Boy Color. Um, okay. It was my first handheld. So I had, I remember correctly, I had a purple one. I had the whole Pokemon bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my first Pokemon game, oh, God, was it Crystal or was it Gold and Silver? It was one of those. I know it was the, um, the, the one with Chikorita as one of the starters in uh, Cyndaquil and all that. Um, oh, my God, Endless Nights. I had the little flashlight, too, that you hook up right. on the side. Yeah, nice. yeah I, had my, I had my Game Boy Color all decked out. Was this the the one that was like the vertical orientation, not the Game Boy Advance? No, like, no, no. It was the vertical. One. Okay, the regular cool. one that yes. it had like the fat. You had to put the four batteries in the back, yes, and you put the slot in the back. Oh my God, memories, memories, memories. That's that's what really got me. I was I was a handheld queen for a time, so yeah. I think most of my list is gonna be handheld. Wow. But, um, All right. Yeah, nice. but Game Boy Color is definitely like one of my top. Well, my number five is a handheld as well, and it's the PS Vita. And I know that's kind of like an under uh, underachiever handheld or underachiever console. Um, I had to put it on the list. It for that console introduced me to so many indie games um, in such a cool, like intimate way of just like kind of laying in bed and playing them. Um, there was even a point where I, w- I, this was years and years ago, I was moving and I had sold my television to a friend, literally didn't own a TV, and uh, the PlayStation was just kind of sitting there, and I had my Vita, and I just playing things like Rogue Legacy, um, being able to play Bastion, like, you know, console-level games like Bastion, Bastion's Geometry awesome. Wars awesome. Uh, 3 on it, um, things like Thomas Was Alone, um, Limbo, all those games. I mean, it's it's awesome that all that stuff... Uh, was able to be so portable and it's it's a shame that it's like kind of dying off um, because it is kind of like a nice little portable underpowered it, ps4 but you mean dying isn't it died didn't it die it already, died already i think, already. It's I died think it, off. i think it was already dead on the table no yeah but um and there was weird aspects of it the back touchpads and things that didn't make sense but um and remote play was kind of like a cool feature that sort of works sometimes um, but yeah, that's my number five. All right, Rob, what is your number four All right, favorite so console? I'm going to go with a little bit more modern. I'm going to go with the PlayStation 4 Pro. Nice. Um, so I've it was either going to be the, yeah, it was either going to be the four, the four regular or the four pro. I decided on the four pro just because I think right now we are in the golden age of gaming. I mean, I think now, you know, especially, you know, you have the PlayStation 4 Pro, you got the Xbox One X. What is it? The, what are they up now? The X- Xbox X- One X. One yeah. S. One S is like the new. No, one, one X. Whatever. <laughs> the, the, I, whatever. 
Um, so you have all these consoles that are now pumping out these games, which, you know, most of them, I'd say 80% of them are, you know, movie quality games where they have these gorgeous graphics and they have these um, tons of de developers mm -hmm. working on them. Um, you know, not all of them can be great storylines, which we've already seen. Mm -hmm. You know, there can be flops on these gorgeous game systems. But I think right now you're, you're, you know, us as gamers, you know, if you look back, you know, in our childhoods, you know, 30 years, you can never imagine. You'd be like sitting there playing playing Nintendo and you're like, 30 years from now, you're going to get this system that look like you're just, you know, it's it, amazing. It'll blow your mind. Yeah, it's, and it's, yeah. it's crazy. And it's weird because, you know, and I'm gonna go off. This kind of has to do with the the situation a little bit, but you know, myself and Brian, I don't know about Izzy as much. I mean, I think she she has a little bit of claim to this, but me and Brian kind of grew up in a dual age. I I I I talk about where we've seen the best of both worlds. Where oh yeah, we've seen like no computers and then supercomputers where we've seen no cell phones to like these little mini computers in our pockets mm -hmm. where we've seen um you know where we have these big box phones to these little tiny God, tiny things we, yep. <laughs> these little tiny things we carry around oh now i mean it's 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 weird because you know these giant computers to these little tiny tablets that we yeah. have i mean i feel like you know, this is, I've seen the original, some of the original yeah. video games, and now have seen this. So I feel like I've, I'm in that, there's a select group of people that can say that, that they've grown up, you know, I was in the 80s. We lived in two generations, yeah. basically. I've, I've yep. grown up in the, I was born in the 80s, so I yep. feel like we've had that, that dual playing Atari dual, in yeah. television. Yeah. I grew exactly. up, I grew up like towards the end of that, like where it was starting to go yeah. like AOL, you know, like into the internet and into the. Yeah, cell and I remember AOL. I was born in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh my god, I remember yeah. AOL all the time. Ma, get off the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to but, connect to the internet. So back to the topic at hand. Like I said, I really believe um, my one of my favorites is PlayStation Four Pro, just because of the fact that we're now seeing the abilities. Yeah. of these programmers and the power that we have like to back yeah. off on the whole graphics thing i remember um i was like bored one day and i was like you know what let me play my playstation in the living room i was playing god of war and my mom and my stepfather are looking at me and they go what movie is that and i'm like yeah. it's not a movie i'm I'm, yeah. My mom's like, that's a game? <laughs> like, mm, right. holy crap, that doesn't even look like a game. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's a game. <laughs> and, my, and like, they actually like stood there and were watching me play it because yeah. they were so like engrossed on how yeah. good. And mind you, I wasn't even playing on a pro, I was playing on the regular PS4. And they were just like, oh my yeah, God, it's this game looks so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, it looks like a movie. Yeah, it shows us the so. power and the ability that, that these game companies have to create these, you know, masterpieces. Yeah. Yeah, there's. It's amazing. All right, Izzy, what is your number four? Um. Oh God. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to sift through my list and see. Oh, um, so she's got it all in her head. Yeah, I did, I got it all in my head. Um, because I I would say PSP to back off the PS Vita thing. Okay. Um, the PSP. I had the a first generation of it. Um, and then um. I didn't realize that I had put it in the cup holder and there was juice in the cup no. and it destroyed oh. my PSP. So I ended up getting like the PSP slim. It was like silver and mm -hmm. something like that. Um, I felt like I, I loved my PSP. It was kind of like a mini switch now that I think about it. Um, you didn't have the detachable things, but yeah. I I loved it. I loved it because I could put music on it. I could watch it. I, it was like 
it was like a mini tablet. Right. But I could play video games, like actual video games on it. And I remember playing um, Dax, the, I forgot the Daxter game. It was basically Jack like the side. Da- Jack and Daxter. Yeah, yeah. But Loved they it. had like a side game just for Daxter. It was mm-hmm. like the, the prequel of how, how he found Jack mm-hmm. in the second game, Jack 2. So, you know. I think I had that in like one other game, but I just loved it. I loved it. I listened to music on it. It was like my little buddy. Yeah. And I I wish like the same thing with the Vita. Like I just wish they actually like took the time to actually like work on it and actually bring it into full fruition. But you know, eh. It's crazy when you look back and they had the the UMDs. They had the very small like discs that spun inside yeah. of it. I mean, it's crazy. You're like, wow, they actually pulled that and off. And they that's still nuts. sell them, which is crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. And they they <laughs> they, they sold movies like Hollywood yeah. movies on yeah. the UMDs. So it was like little DVDs. I yeah, remember very tiny DVDs. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, the, the PSP was cool. The screen was a little washed out, right, back in the yeah. day. But that's what the Vita had that OLED or has that OLED screen if you have the original Vita. And it looks so cle- like amazingly vibrant. Yeah. But awesome. So my number four is the uh, Super NES. So I just have the fondest memories of this game. And some of my favorite games are on that uh, system. Secret of Mana. Um, the uh oh my gosh the which Zelda. is getting released by the way i know i know um, don't they have it i think they have it on pc already i think yeah, brian released. doesn't play C- P- pc though yeah uh, I'm not a no P- no no yeah. but i'm saying like i i think it was like uh, i don't know if it's like the new version of it but the port i heard is they, like the reviews are not that no great. so you're right so they took secret of mana they made it they remade it it's on the ps4 came out maybe earlier this year yeah. or something or late last year um i think they're making like I'm going to get the name wrong, like Chronicles of Mana or something like yeah. that. Where And it's coming to Switch, I think, this summer. Yeah, no, and yeah. it's yeah. like. I heard the, the secret of Mana, like the remake, yeah. wasn't that great. I heard. Well, the, I, I, at least in the Steam yeah. reviews like, from my, what I read. The, man, if you haven't played that game, the music in that game is awesome. I love I love that game. And it's, it's so cool. Um, but yeah, so Super NES, I have so many great memories. I remember, um, man, back in the day, my grandma was working at Woolworth, back in the day. and she helped me like get a couple titles for that. And I remember playing Zelda on that, and um, it it was just it was a cool console. It was such a bump. Like the graphics from the NES to the Super NES were such a drastic jump. Where and then it's one of those times where you're sitting there and you're like. It'll never look better than this. <laughs> it's <laughs> you know? amazing. Yeah, like well, games will never need to get better. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sweet. So, Rob, what's your number three? We'll keep moving. All right. So, mine is Game Boy Original. Okay. The original Game Boy is the, one of my. It was my first handheld, obviously, because I think it was the first handheld. Am I correct in that statement? Uh, it very I well think could so. be. All right. So it's. It was just bit. It was. I mean, it was small for the day, but it was it was like what like I would say an inch thick. It was about you know eight inches tall. About yeah, it was chunky. Four inches wide. It was a real like it was you a, weren't putting it in your pocket. It was, no, it was a brick. People used to have like hard cases with like straps on them yeah. and lights and and all kinds of stuff. Um, but I mean, playing some of the games, some of my favorite games on there. Like I said, I have some of my favorite games. Doctor Mario was a funny, uh, mm-hmm. a and great one. And they're re-releasing one. that for the Switch. They, are, they, they did already, they did. right? I, I think. have it. Yeah, see, yeah. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> um, the uh, so like Doctor Mario, Tetris. Um, what else? Well, there's um, a Mario on there. The um, six is it six golden six coins? Yeah, Mario six golden Mario and the six golden coins. Yeah, I remember and playing then, all that um, stuff. 
It was like Kirby's Kirby's Big Adventure. Yep. It was on there. I love Kirby. Um, my, of course, my favorite, one of my Links. favorite Pokemon's, Pokemon Red, was was my first Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, yeah. which is on my list of favorite games ever. Yep. Um, there was just so many great games for Game Boy, and I just had like late nights, two, three, four o'clock in the morning, just up, just eyes half open just mm-hmm. playing stuff and then having to get up for school the next day <laughs> and I'm like I don't want to go oh, but yeah so Game Boy for me has absolutely made it to my list number three nice alright Izzy what's your number three okay um, my number three will probably be the Playstation the first Playstation I'll say Playstation 1 <laughs> I'm so used to all the numbers and yeah. letters now um, but yeah, the first PlayStation, it was it was given to me as a, this is what started my uh as some people may call it addiction, but screw you guys. Um it basically started my video game career. Uh Career. Yeah, I like career. That. I career. call it a career. Addiction. Um yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it was a hand-me-down uh from my uncle cuz he had it and he was like, "Eh, I don't play it. You want it?" I was like, "Sure." And it came I had Madden 99. Yes. I had, um, I think I had Matt, both Maddens, 98 and 99. I had Crash Bandicoot, and I also had the demo disc that had Medieval mm-hmm. and Spyro. Spyro wasn't even out yet. I was like eight years old. It wasn't out yet. I was playing on demo disc, and then I remember also my grandfather had a portable one that he we used to take camping. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We're really roughing it out there playing <laughs> uh, PlayStation, but he had uh, the Gecko. I forgot it was Greco or something like that. Never heard it, of it. You play as a Gecko. It, mm-hmm. It's not like Geico thing, but you play as a Gecko. I forgot the freaking name, but um, I used to play that on my st- on my uh, my grandfather's uh, van. <laughs> He used to have like a station wagon. Gotcha. <laughs> he used to play on the TV, so um, it was like what started what started me liking video games, you know. And it started the whole achievement hunter in me because boy, I used to kill myself so many times if I missed a box. A Crash Bandicoot. That's what I do now with the, the mm-hmm. remake. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I missed a box. I gotta kill myself. I gotta start <laughs> over. You know. So, you know, it's like that. So that's my third one. Did they already awesome. have? Did they have? Was that the system that had the black back to the laser discs? They have like CDs where like the black of them, the back of them were like black or like blue so. or something. So. Yeah, it was the the weirdest thing. Oh, was it the PlayStation Two that had that? Was it PlayStation Two? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I just yeah. I just remembered. I'm like, wow, this is cool. It doesn't look like a real CD. Right. Um, it was like a black mirror. Almost like a black mirror. Oh wow. So my number three is the Xbox 360. I couldn't leave it off the list. Um, I've had so many fun hours. <laughs> is it that you know? For me, that was the console that really. So I, I mean, I've been playing, um, I guess, online multiplayer games since like the days of like doing like Hexen and Heretic. Um, having my buddy Mike drag his computer over and we're doing like little LAN parties in my bedroom. Um, but I feel like Xbox 360 was the first time that I'm like, oh shoot, I can play with my friends and talk to them. Uh, friends that are, that live far away, friends that are stationed, um, overseas and being able to play games like, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um, that's when I developed my Geometry Wars addiction was on the Xbox 360, (laughs) uh, Team Fortress 2 and the Orange Box and just, you know, going through all that. Yes, exactly. All those games, Far Cry, I remember Far Cry Predator making maps i would spend days making maps oh it was so good and then playing them you know with all of our friends and uh i just you know hearing the excitement in you know rob and other friends voices when they're playing a map that you're making like 
oh sweet yeah, i just were, found this ramp and yeah. you know so yeah xbox 360 definitely awesome and uh and it was kind of like the introduction to that weird like summer of arcade where like hey here's a free title it's not great it's like undertow or something and you're like, yeah oh sweet i mean it's it's like i've never gotten a free game on a console before and uh yeah so i couldn't leave it off the list xbox 360 and all the uh, iterations of them getting quieter less red rings and things like that over the years yeah it's it's funny because the the xbox 360 if brian does if brian can recall that's where like us as a group came together, myself and Brian and the friends that we play with now, Yeah, that the same, you know, six or seven guys that we still play with, you know, we still play online each with, you know, the games to this day. Uh, Xbox is where we got, st- Xbox 360 is where we all got started because um, when they came out with the new gen consoles, we actually all hopped over to PlayStation, pretty much, PlayStation 4, pretty yeah. much. Um, but I loved it because I was actually, I think the last one in the group to get it. I have, I was getting married that year and it was, I think it was a, a gift from all my groomsmen pretty much that were like, Hey Rob, we got you a gift at the, uh, at the, uh, what was it? The pre-dinner thing that, that you be, had? Like yeah. the rehearsal. The yeah. rehearsal dinner where the, the groomsmen got me a gift and it was a big bag and she, and he's like, he's like, well, he's like, this really isn't exactly a present for Alice, but it's going to keep him out of your hair for a little bit. <laughs> and I opened the bag and it was an Xbox 360. So I was the last one of the group to get the 360. That's cute though. But that was like, that was like our big game group. Yeah. That's how we all got together. Yep. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, we have long-term friendships because of it. Awesome. All right. So what's your number two, Rob? All right. So again, I'm going to go pretty new, pretty modern, and I'm going to go with another handheld. It's going to be the Switch. And I'm so happy. Like I said, I'm so happy that Nintendo has finally come back to the forefront. We were just talking about this before Mm -hmm. where they were kind of lacking, kind kind of looking for a way back into the market share. And I think the Switch has finally stamped them as close to the leader i mean you'll have you'll always have the mega giants like you know playstation and all that kind of stuff but nintendo has finally kind of fought its way back into the top to um into the gamers hearts with this new switch i think there's so much they can do um we're gonna be talking about it in a little bit but you know, so Rob, Switch this is, on is my, my number two. Also, is it really? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just trying to point yeah, to. I was it. like, I, I don't know if he, you can see it. He's holding up this screen, and I can't. <laughs> I yeah. couldn't even see it. I'm yeah. like looking from across the table. I'm like, what is that? It honestly, it almost made it to the top of the list. Uh, what a great console. I mean, it's just it totally caught me off guard. I knew it was going to be cool from the moment I saw the presentation, but I don't think I thought it was going to be this cool yeah. and so convenient. And I, I find like I'm going to it a lot more than even the PlayStation. Uh, the PS4 because it's, it's so much like, easier. Yeah, you, you just, just pull pick it, it up. Yep. Turn it on, you don't have to good. occupy the TV. Mm-hmm. Or and a lot of times, if you know you're watching TV show that you've seen or one of these HD TVs where you know they want to buy a house and then they do, <laughs> it's the perfect <laughs> like Surprise. game. Yeah, it's a perfect game system for that. You know, you could just be playing. Um, you know games on it and uh like i said my birthday was just this past week and i got two new titles so my Happy fiance got thank you very much way. thank you very much i should have um, said that earlier sorry no, I, was, <laughs> I don't have to say birthday on the air happy birthday on the air because i was at his birthday oh thanks buddy but yeah so um my fiance got me mario maker 2 which i've been oh. playing which um is making me realize i'm actually not as good at, at the mario games as i thought <laughs> yeah it's kind of like putting Oops. me in my place and i've been playing moonlighter on the switch as well that i got from a coworker, which is really awesome uh too but anyway nintendo switch 
I just okay. wanted to piggyback on that. Okay, so well, that's it. <laughs> okay, I guess it's just me then. <laughs> um, mine would be a PS2. I know, I, I sound like right. a Sony fanboy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but, you know, because the thing is, is that Sony has been a big part of my life along with, you know, like the handhelds too. So, you know, it was my first hand-me-down. Then I remember I got surprised uh, for Christmas or for my birthday. No, it was Christmas for a PS2. I cried because I was so happy, you know. <laughs> um, I, I, I think I still have it. I remember playing um, one of my favorite games on it, which I know everyone's going to laugh, is Mortal Kombat Deception, which was probably the worst well-received oh, yeah. Mortal Kombat yeah, yeah, because yeah. it had the story mode. I loved it. It was so... Because I'm terrible at fighting games, and it actually like was teaching you the moves because like, you would walk through as a person, and you had to learn like all the fighting styles mm-hmm. to save the world or something like that. I remember... <laughs> um, and I remember I couldn't get past one of Sub-Zero's combos. And I got so mad that I took the controller and slammed it on the PS2. And I left a huge dent. Oh, oh I've done that point, before. To the point where I had to use a screwdriver to take the disc tray Ooh. out. <laughs> just gosh. so I can switch games. And I remember... Um, I think it was for my birthday. You know, I was always hanging out at my mom's job. Because she was a medical assistant. And you know they, I was basically like a little helper there. So they all chipped in, and that's uh, they all chipped in and got me Kingdom Hearts too. There you go. Oh, I awesome. remember, and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and they actually, they actually got me a PSP at, on top of getting me oh, Kingdom Hearts too. So I was spoiled. <laughs> I'm a very spoiled child. Um, well, back then, you know, now I'm an adult. I have to spoil myself. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we have to do that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it was just like, it was a lot of memories, you know. That's how, that's actually how I got into Kingdom Hearts. My cousin had the first game, and I was like, what's this? This is this looks funny. And then I, <laughs> I got addicted. <laughs> so, you know, it was, and that, you know, Jack and Dexter, Daxter, however you say yeah. it, whatever. But, yeah, so it was like a big, big staple for me, you know, for the PlayStation 2 until I got... My first, my number one, which I'll get into when you guys do your number one. So sweet. All right. So you want to hit it? So Rob, number one console in your lifetime, your favorite. All right. What is it? So my number one is probably going to be pretty easy for everybody else to guess who's who's listened to all four episodes of our show so far. Uh, It sounds so diminutive. Unfortunately, we'll get there. We'll be a hundred at no time. Mm -hmm. Um, But my number one is going to be the Nintendo Entertainment System, the original NES. Um, I have two of my favorite games of all time made it uh, from NES, which was um, the original Link, the original Zelda, and then, oh my goodness, I just blanked out. I don't remember what the other one was. <laughs> That's so weird. I'm trying to remember Super my Super Mario t- 2. Oh, Super Mario 2, there you go. See, he knows better than I do. I knew it was going to be there somewhere. I know it was in the brain files. I had to scan through it for a quick second, <laughs> but yeah. So it was the, uh, like I said, Zelda and then Mario 2. Um, but it's the, it's the system that introduced me to gaming. It holds a special place in my heart. Um, some of my first, you know, fondest memories were with my family, watching my mom and dad sit around and play Tetris. And, mm-hmm. and my mom, like, incessantly playing Mario, the original Mario Brothers. Um, and... It's it's just holds that special place in my heart, and I think it's it's my favorite just because it gives me that you know 
you know, my dad passed a few months ago, and mm-hmm. it's just those kind of memories of me sitting around with my mom and my dad kind of, like, is, is stuck there in the heart, and it's, you know, it's it's a little bit of the games that I loved, but it's also, it brings back, it brings back really nice memories for, you know, yeah. and if anybody could see me, I'm tearing up a little no, bit. No, don't because tear it's up, all, you gotta make no, me cry. It's only been, it's an, it's only been <laughs> no, a couple but months. No, but you know but. what, if I feel like, I feel like in our age group, uh, a lot of us, gaming is more than just, uh, whatever, like it's more of like a not a lifestyle. It's attached to memories. It's attached to memories. Exactly, and I and I think gamers don't really have that attachment anymore. They attach themselves to games, but like, yeah. but like with with the original game systems, I feel like they're more attached to like family memories than anything mm-hmm. else. I agree. I agree because I feel like everyone get, kind of gets lost now. Yeah, you know, and, and it's like no one's really attached. Everything's like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And it's like. You know, back then it was like it was like a family a gathering type yeah. of deal. Yeah. You know, but like I mean, even some of the coolest games that I that that I loved, like the both of the Turtle games were were amazing. Mm-hmm. Tecmo Bowl, uh, Blades of Steel, Double Dribble. Um, I, I mean, I could sit here and I could rattle them off <laughs> all day long. The games that I used to play. Um, but so yeah, for me, n- number one is the NES. Okay. Awesome. All right, Izzy, what's your number one? Are yours still yeah. not in any particular order? Or? No, yeah. I mean, this was always going to be my number one because this is what got me into... Oh, so she has a mishmash and then a number one. Yeah, yeah. so oh, I had gotcha. a mishmash okay. and then a number one, um, which was actually your guys' number... Well, your number three was the Xbox C60. Um, it's what actually got me a lot of the friendships that I have now. Gotcha. Um, recently, my friend who I just spoke to actually yesterday or this morning, actually, um, I've been friends with her 10 years now. It's been 10 years. Because since of the I Xbox? Met her, because of Xbox wow. 360. 360. 10 years. She's married. She has a kid. She has another one on the way. I have a godson out of it. I have, It's like... I still, I'm still friends with a lot of the people I met on Xbox yeah. 360. You know, the staying up late playing Halo and <laughs> you know uh, playing hours and hours and hours of Left 4 Dead and you know it's just like it's so many memories and so many. I mean, obviously, you know, some people have come and gone, but it's just like nothing will top my experience than the Xbox yeah. 360. It yeah. really brought a lot of people together. It brought it it was just it was one of my favorite consoles and I and I I I kind of wish I can go back in time mm-hmm. just to play it again because man those are some of the best gaming nights I ever had ever yeah. in my life even now that I have a PC you know I have a PS4 even though I'm I love my I love Sony I'm a big huge fanboy it's just not the same as the Xbox 360. Not, I don't feel like I don't I'll ever get that back. When Netflix had party things, you, were you there at that time when Netflix? Oh, you could watch had, it. Yeah, you and could you'd actually see the backs of play the with your avatars. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that was like the best thing. I know. <laughs> used to stay up watching stupid movies on Netflix. Oh man, ah, oh, I'm gonna get teary eyed because it just it just <laughs> brings back so many memories. Like Xbox 360, will, and I had an arcade one. I had like the one that was like technically the worst one. It didn't have the hard drive, right? It didn't have yeah. the hard yeah. drive. I had to buy everything separate, but thankfully my friend worked at Best Buy and she hooked me up. I got it for like 80 bucks, you know? So I like, and it still works till this day. My nice. friend actually still has it and it still yeah. works. Brand new. It only got a red ring twice and it's. 
still truck through. Ten years later, <laughs> still trucking. Awesome. That's hilarious. So, you know. That's hilarious with the Xbox 360. I remember that arcade version because I think that's the the version I actually ended up getting first. Yeah. And nothing came with it. It was like. Yeah, it was it like bare the external hard drive. You needed to buy what? The wireless hookup needed to be bought as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, right. I had it all decked out. I had the yeah. camera. I had the hard drive. I had mm-hmm. the. I had the. I have. A, I still have my Halo special edition. I think I ended up giving away my Fable Three special edition controller. Like I had a special edition mm-hmm. controller for everything, mm-hmm. and I even had the attachable keyboard. Like <laughs> I had my Xbox 360 decked out. Yep. Okay, so that was like my console forever and ever. I don't care what anybody says, unless something else comes along that could be just like the Xbox 360. That's it. I that. think it's cool that like we we both said that we like got all these relationships, or yeah. all three of us yeah. said this that about the 360, and it's kind of funny. And I don't know if there's if that means something or what. Is that the Xbox well, they 360 did online the best? Yeah, bringing people together. Yeah, man. All right. So for my number one, um, it was something that I kind of like. I can't even say that I like wrestled with. It has to be the PS4 Pro. Um, I I love it. It's kind of like the ultimate. Um, Powerful console, you know, in in this generation, obviously, uh, it, it got re- recently beat out by the Xbox One X. Um, but I did, uh, I put a SSD in my PS4 Pro um, a couple of years ago when I got it. So like, load times are awesome. It's kind of like the Swiss Army knife console. Plays a lot of old games, plays uh, new games really well, um, plays VR games, um, and it just so many cool memories. I remember th- from the first time booting it up and playing Resogun. Um, and just all those crazy, like the, the voxels, uh, spraying everywhere as you're shooting things and, um, games like, you know, getting to experience the witness on there, um, was huge. Um, and just, you know, the way, uh, plays like, you know, even new games, like I said, overwatch old games like Minecraft, I just love it. It's hard to, you know, and, and also having it obviously be a Blu-ray player, which I know other consoles have done in the past, even PS3. Um, and I was just looking at like my, my games trophies, like while we were talking and it's just like, you know, playing through Firewatch on there, uh, life is strange. Um, mm, all these, oh, strange, I gotta get the yeah. second season. I have to start the first one. Oh. I never even played through the first season. I'm uh, telling yeah. you, man, it's I mean, so good. apparently the people are like flipping out. People are like, Oh my God. I told you I was crying hysterical. Yeah. See, I, hysterical. I, see, that's hysterical. the kind of stuff that I need in my life. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. So, I, I mean, I love that console. And being able to play, like, the old Bioshocks, like, remastered, um, Platinuming Ratchet and Clank, like, in, like, HD was just awesome. And, uh, you know, it just keeps giving. I don't – I'm sure when something new comes out, like, I'll hop on it. But um, it's just – I don't know. It's made me happy. Like, and the VR, like, Astrobot Rescue Mission. Mm-hmm. Um, I love – Astrobot was such a crazy, yep. funny, cool, cute little game that I just no, can't say enough about but it. But I yep. will admit the PS4, like – when you know how there's always like the console wars and stuff like that. The 361, obviously, hands down, okay? Yeah. And then, I, I didn't really, hold on. Oh, of oh shoot, my you dad. know what? Hi, Dad, I'm recording right now. I will call you later. <laughs> you know what I was gonna I know say? he's gonna listen to this. <laughs> I left off the list of like reasons why PS4 is so awesome. Trackmania Turbo oh is like gosh. that racing game. Oh my God, so many fun memories like couch co or couch, uh, couch competitive co-op. like yeah. play on that. Um, yeah. Let me text my dad. Let me right. I'm recording. <laughs> but um, I, I can I can text and talk at the same. Izzy's time. Izzy's not just mm-hmm. a celebrity in The Sims. He's also a celebrity <laughs> a in The Sims. Yes, I'm a celebrity our, in real life. On our podcast. Yeah. Um, 
I'm recording. My chair oh, squeaking. This is probably riveting for people to listen to. <laughs> it's amazing. We've had like we've had kids running by, and we've heard kids. I think somebody at one knocked point. on the door. Yeah, <laughs> just randomly knocked on the door. I it think was a noisy. At one. one point, so we're recording in in a library and in a bit in a building that's still being built. So. It's kind of funny because we'll hear like drill noises, like mm-hmm. like just out oh. of nowhere. It's just the weirdest. It's just the weirdest oh, noises. He at this has point. a computer just, question. Oh, that's why oh, he's calling right. me. Tell him the call into the show. <laughs> know, so right? that's the end of our list segment. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want to add, oh wait, I have what? one more thing oh, okay. to add. I found out the name of the Gecko game. It's called Gex. Oh, wow. that's Gex. what it was. Okay, right, is that G E X? G X. Yeah. So okay. basically, he was like a gecko that was a James Bond because <laughs> oh, they actually God, have him like course. Gecko enter the Gecko, a Gex enter the Gecko. Oh, I, yes, yes, yes. I remember <laughs> this. So now. you know, he had like a spy girl on one of the things. <laughs> so it was actually pretty fun. But yeah, that that was the game I remember. Nice. All right. So I hope you enjoyed the list. Um, our top five favorite game consoles of all time. Like I said, if you want to send yours in, we'll gladly read them on the show. Absolutely, please. Please do. All right, so we're going to head into our bargain bin, and we'll make this a quick one. Um, everybody has a couple games here that they want to recommend um, for good deals that you should look out for. So, Rob, what's your quick bargains this episode? All right, so I have three written down here, but I want to add a fourth one just because it kind of goes along with my last two. Um, but but they're all for Switch, and, you know, I kind of – it was a bunch of last-minute stuff. Uh, so – all the Steam Worlds are on sale right now on the in the Switch store. So Steam World Dig is two ninety nine, which is normally fifteen dollars, I think. Steam World Heist is six fifty nine, which is normally which is I think favorite. fifteen or twenty dollars. It's an awesome and game. I know. And, and <laughs> Steam me, World Heist is awesome. I am literally on the verge of buying all the Steam Worlds. I've never played them before, but they're on sale right now, and I'm thinking of just dropping twenty bucks and just. I don't even need twenty bucks. I think it's like fifteen dollars. Actually, probably less than that. Well, Dig is about fifteen dollars. That's a pretty good so deal. So Dig is two ninety nine. Steam World Heist is six fifty nine, and I believe Steam World Dig Two is on sale as well for two ninety nine or three ninety nine or some somewhere around there. Yeah, uh, I'm not exactly sure of the price, but I definitely know it's on sale in the Switch store. And for under fifteen dollars, I think I'm just going to grab all the Steam World games um, to just kind of play them because everybody's been talking about them. I know Brian talks about it. I know yeah. Izzy's been talking about it. So just I think I'm heist. just going to... Just Heist is my favorite. No, Rob, I honestly, I mean, no disrespect to Dig. Uh, it's a very different game than Heist. Okay. Heist is awesome. It's like turn-based strategy with like aiming and trajectories and stuff gotcha. like that. I, I just like it for the music because okay. I'm a well, huge fan yeah. of the band. All right, so. so we'll go with Heist. Cool. So that saves me a lot of money. So for under $7, I'm going to get myself a great game. <laughs> and then I have one more, which is kind of a neat little a neat little game. It's called 911 Operator. And I don't know if anybody's looked at this. It's normally a $15 game. It's on sale for 99 cents. Wow. And yeah, I'm digging deep here. (laughs) So basically all it is is it's like you're in the command center of a 911 uh, call center. And your job is to take phone calls, which they actually have pre-recorded phone calls that you play through and and set set up these, set up, I guess, your resources where you have fire, you have ambulance, you have police. And you go through these phone calls and they pop up on your screen and you you have to put the right amount of people, put the right put the right type of resources into taking into about. taking yeah, it's called nine one one operator. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just That's said not it. what I meant. No, no, no. Because because um I was like as you were explaining it, I'm like, why have I seen this game before? It's because Game Grumps played. I'm like why is he, like I could visually like as right. you're explaining it, I visually see it. That's why I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. So so basically, <laughs> you play through these play through these calls. You have to uh, to uh, use your resources to 
the right number of firemen, the right mm-hmm. number of police, or they'll call for backup, uh, medics and whatever. And it's pretty neat because um, it's on these giant maps. And it's and what's cool, it's not like regular maps, but they're real live maps from around the world. Something like 200 different cities like Philadelphia, Denver, New wow. York, uh, Paris, Ger- uh, you know, um, Germany's in there. You know, just mm-hmm. these real life like London all these real maps that you have to navigate and I guess a success rate for your calls but I'm 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 thinking about just plunking down the dollar and seeing what it's all about and and it's funny because I didn't know that they were actually like real pre-recorded things because when I was watching them play it I'm like why can you barely hear them? You would. I was like, why is the quality so bad? And now, now that you say that, I'm like, oh, now it makes sense because it's actually like real live phone yeah, calls. Yeah, they're real that phone calls happen. where where it'll give you nine one one. What's your emergency? And they're like, oh my god, my husband, he's chopped off his leg. And then like, and then you have to choose your next Yikes. dialogue. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, ma'am, I'm going to send medics your way. And then you have to plan the route and and you have to like make sure like cars aren't running into each other and right they're like there's been a bank robbery he's like there's a bank robbery and you're like all right i need backup and like you need mm-hmm. to send additional cars to the call and i mean it's, it, That's it looks pretty, really neat i like the neat. whole fact that they actually use like real life stuff to make it as like realistic yeah, as based possible. off of real calls from what from that, what i that's understand pretty cool yeah. that's really cool Nice. That's why I was like, why can't I hear them? And I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. okay, now that makes sense. Yeah. So Izzy, you got some deals for us? Yes, I do. So um, if you have not played Spider-Man, what the heck are you doing with your life? I have Please, please. Okay, what are you doing with your life? Please pick. This is by far the best superhero game I've ever played. I normally don't play superhero games. Like I played... Um, asylum like batman and all that stuff like it was good it was it was fine but spider-man was like phenomenal well i'm just like, waiting for iron man vr that's what i'm waiting for <laughs> i heard spider-man like the traversal so fun that you won't use the fast travel no i i barely used it i yeah. even forgot that it was there because i had more fun i had and it, it kind of brought back memories because i'm from new york so it's kind of like oh yo that's so cool you know like so and it's and, and and it's better it's better not to fast travel. There's certain missions that they force you not to fast travel. I know some people may complain about the Mary Jane missions, but I loved it. Altogether it was a phenomenal game. The story was phenomenal, the gameplay was phenomenal. Like it it's a hundred percent in my book and I'm and very picky with my games. But Spider Man, it's thirty bucks on Amazon or like I will say like a little bit over thirty. But I, I don't care. It's it's worth sixty dollars. It's worth thirty dollars. I say get it, get it, get it. Please get it if you have not played it. You will not regret it. Cause I was like skeptical about it at first, but everyone kept freaking talking about it. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna drop the sixty dollars. Usually I wait till sale, but I said screw it. I'll drop the sixty dollars. Best sixty dollars I ever spent. Nice. So well. I would say get it, get it, get it. Now um, my second one is actually um, Kingdom Hearts three. It's twenty dollars in Best Buy. So if you haven't picked it up, pick it up. Um, I don't recommend it for newcomers because you'll be very confused. Even if you're not a newcomer, you'll still be very confused <laughs> uh, because the storyline is just like that. But twenty dollars is a pretty good deal. Sweet. And my last one is God of War, and I love this game. I love God of War. Um, it's a great reboot to the franchise and I say, get it, get it. It's 20 bucks. 
it's good at sixty dollars. I don't care. Get it. Or it's, according to Kratos, get it, boy. Get it, boy. Yeah. No, it's it's a phenomenal game. The graphics are great. The gameplay is great. I mean, it's a little short because you know they don't have any DLC for it. Um, but it's like one of those short but sweet. But uh, the story is is great. So I say get it. Gotcha. Awesome. All right. So I'll give you my two um, real quick. So the first one is Yoku's Island Express. Uh, this is on the Switch. If you haven't heard of this or played this, I think I talked about this is actually look it up. some uh, behind the scenes for um, our listeners. But we actually had like an episode zero. And I think I talked about it on episode zero. So it never made it to a show. But uh, it's a Metroidvania mixed with a pinball game. And if that doesn't sound insane, uh, <laughs> I don't know what is. But it actually, it pans out really nicely. This game is normally 20 bucks. It's on sale for $10. Really worth it. Um, a lot of fun. You play like this, um, basically like a dung beetle that's m- moving, I think, a piece <laughs> of dung. Like dung. And um, well, He looks, he like I'm looking at the he's cover. He's cute though. He's like on a ball. He's not on a piece of dung. So. Oh, okay. It looks like a ball. But he's uh, rolling it around. He's like a mail carrier. He's and he so has to cute. make trips around this island. It's actually so much fun. It's one of those games where when it ends, you're like, man, it's over. Like, I was having so much fun. And uh, and and this, like, never happens. The music is so catchy that my fiance was listening to it, like, on her drive to work. She Apple music it. The soundtrack is incredible. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, my God. It's wow. like, you know how that Donkey Kong Island, or uh, what's it called? Donkey Kong Country music is, like, it gets in your ear, and it's like, Great. Now that's going to be in my head like on that the kind of stuff. <laughs> It's home. like that really, like, chill, like, islandy music. There's a couple songs, and that you're just like, oh, my God, this song's, like, burned in my head. So, Yoku's Island Express, $10, normally 20 and this is an awesome one. I heard this uh, kind of came out of a uh, competition from eBay um, on Prime Day, but I checked and it's still going strong. eBay is selling brand new PlayStation 4 Pros for $320. And that's wow. that's a really, a really solid price for that. That's like a 25% that. off. Yeah, so uh, $320, save yourself $80. Bucks. If you're somebody that has a 4K TV, definitely grab one. Um, you know, you'll get the benefits. And, you know, if you have a PS4, you could definitely sell it on eBay for easily probably 125 if not more. So you know you might be looking at a $170 um, upgrade or something like that. So those are my two. And um, that's it for our bargain bin. So did it feel like I was rushing? No, it didn't. Are no. you sure? No, yeah. we're good. Because I was well, rushing. Well, because the bargain bin, the, the bargain bin, it's like, you know, hey, buy this game. Is this money? Okay, bye. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. it's... We don't no, have that's, to go in it's depth. Not a big, it's not a big uh, segment. We don't need to make it that big. Well, but it's it's nice. I was I was intentionally rushing to get to our next segment. Oh, oh no. Because <laughs> our next segment is backed by popular demand, and the demand is from me. It is our trivia segment. So if you enjoyed our trivia last time, Rob grunts at this. It's so, um, you guys are so mean. You know, this took me a long time. I didn't grunt, he did. I know. I I just, I grunt in the the knowledge that I will probably be a loser, even though I try to make myself as as a big gamer. I usually do really bad in trivia games. Oh, I'm terrible at trivia. All right, well, so now having heard everybody's favorite consoles, uh, some of these questions... Might be biased, Izzy. I don't know. I'm looking at the the oh, first geez. one, definitely. So play along at home. Uh, feel free to po- pause the podcast if you need time to think before these guys rapid fire with their answers. <laughs> so we'll do the same thing. Well, you could both answer. I think it, you, it's not uh, whoever says it first, and we'll see who's right. So question number one. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. What color are Spyro the dragon's wings? Orange. Rob, answer. 
Yeah, I think they're orange. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> You're both correct. <laughs> Don't the are you sure? Because <laughs> it's like, oh, I want to change my answer. I was originally going to say yellow, no. but I'm like, yeah, I think it's No, I if I would have got the answer wrong, I would have been very disappointed in myself because I I just, you know, I played it like yeah. recently. So, mm -hmm. Oh, man. So, he, yeah, Spyro would match nice with those new Joy-Cons, right? Oh, yes. Purple, orange, yeah. Purple and orange. I, maybe that's why they did it. Oh, probably. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Well, no, because they have Spyro. Don't Switch. even say. I was about to say, don't even say that they're coming out with like. Oh my god! They're like they've just spoiled something. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> we accidentally cracked it. On no, I forgot. I, I forgot that they actually have the Spyro game on the Switch. They do now. have Spyro. It's, oh, it's okay. a bundle pack with Crash Bandicoot. That's there you go. Nice. Oh, maybe that's why. All right. Question number two. Okay. Maybe a softball. Maybe a softball for our listeners. In which game series do you take on the role of a vault hunter? Oh, Border Borderlands. Borderlands. Bam. That's such an easy That was such that an was easy question. And I was just I, I, in Cleveland, and I was playing uh, the pre-sequel. <laughs> nice. So um, I, I was just thinking of Ready Player One. What do, uh, what do they call them? The people that are hunting for the key. Yeah, I think they're Vault Hunters as well. Are they? Or, no, but or... isn't there like an abbreviated name? Oh, shoot. I love that movie. Oh, oh man, my head. Although, hey, well, let's let's back up a little second on the how... The movie oh, are they Gunters or something? Something like but that. But what's the G? I forget now. Oh, okay. But like I said, my little story is that, you know, I read the book. I I downloaded it off the internet for free. <laughs> um, so we, uh, I downloaded Amazon. it. Yeah, Amazon. Yep. Totally Amazon. And um, the book was amazing. The Unfortunately, the movie was a pile of trash. Sorry, guys, what? if anybody liked it. I absolutely hated the movie. They changed so much of it from the original book that I just, I absolutely walked out of the movie theater totally disgruntled at how the movie turned out. I thought it was absolute garbage. Damn. I'll admit that it's a different, right? I did the audio book. A total different. And I love the audio book. And it's read by uh, Will Wheaton, which was awesome. Yeah. And um, there were so many nights where I was getting home after like a long commute and still sitting in the car because I just didn't want to like end the chapter. And the movie is radically different, you know. Radically different. But... I think I still think it's a fun movie that I think will be like you could look back at it's it. It's a fun movie, but don't I hold just it against think, a book. And I think it's a good movie. I mean, that's that's going to be I think something that uh, maybe See, it's not something we talk about. But I, I definitely am one of those people that like to read the books instead of watching the movies because it just yeah. doesn't do no. It justice. But see, I can understand both aspects of where you're coming from because I can understand from your aspect. You're like, oh, if you separated from the book, you know, it's pretty fun. But I totally like understand where Rob's coming from because there is one book um i had the same issue with that i was super disappointed with the movie um it's too adult i won't go into details the of the movie no 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 okay. it's okay. basically by zane she's like uh she's a exotic uh exotic uh erotica, erotica book okay. writer oh, yeah i've i know what books you're talking yeah, about. yeah you know what but yeah. yeah so addicted was one of my favorite books that i read by her and the movie did it no justice like right. the movie was terrible like they 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 changed like the story like it didn't have the impact that the book did back so, to the video okay. game podcast yeah, sorry <laughs> but i'm just saying i understand where he's coming from yeah with the book thing because the same thing with the harry potter even though they didn't change much it was like eh, it's like they they omitted a lot of stuff and i'm like right oh, next you... next week brought to you by game freaks the book podcast, <laughs> yes. the book podcast. all right so we're currently sorry. tied two points each <laughs> Question number three. Which 1990 Nintendo action puzzle game was recently re-released re and reimagined for smartphones? 
Wait, say that again? Which 1990 Nintendo action puzzle game was recently reimagined and re-released for smartphones? Tetris. Yeah, we'll say Tetris, right? No points this round. What? Dr. Mario. Oh, oh when you were When you guys were talking about it, I'm like, oh, they're going to know one of the questions oh, so easily. Man. Yeah, so it's out. I think it's a free-to-play, yeah. maybe like kind of thing on uh, iOS right now. I was so quick I'm, to think about you that. You know, I'm stupid because I have Mario Run. I didn't pay for it. I just have the free version. Yeah. And they were pushing like, hey, Dr. Mario's coming out. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. All right. All right, number four. So it's still tied, 2-2. Two, two. Which of these is not a kill streak? players can earn in Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Oh, what is one they can't earn? They yes. can't earn. Okay. No, wait. So you ready? Number one, radar. Number two, airstrike. Number three, helicopter. Number four, predator missile. Oh, crap. Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. I had fun making I these questions. I don't think it's the ones you can't. Which I don't one? Think there's one on this there's list that, that you, you cannot can't. earn. I don't think there's a helicopter. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I didn't play much of, of 4. I played more Modern Warfare 2. So, um, yeah, I will have to go with the helicopter. You're both incorrect. What? what was it the is radar? the Predator missile. No. Oh. Predator missile was... It came in MW2. So in uh. MW1, you there were only three killstreaks in that game. You couldn't even choose them. And everybody got radar, airstrike, and helicopter. Interesting. And oh, only that's right. One... Modern Warfare 2 had like a whole bunch, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. There was maybe like 10 or something. They had the nuke. They had uh, the Predator missile. Yep. The Chopper ta- gunner. Yeah. The Apaches. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. And then that's when they had death streaks, too, introduced. Yeah. And Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So. Um, See, I told you I'd t- do terrible. <laughs> we, had, we were. It's okay. We're both failing. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. In Bioshock. Players fight their way through Rapture using a combination of weapons and, here's a list, replicons, mutators, plasmids, or gene enhancers. Plasmids? Plasmids. Bam! And I don't even play Bioshock. (laughs) The other one sounded that fake. I wanted to give I wanted to give Izzy the shot on that one because I knew it right as right as soon as he said it. I know because I don't play I don't play Bioshock. You guys are doing good. How's everybody doing at home? Good? All right, so that's, uh, you both have three points. Going into our sixth question. Which record-breaking online title is driven by the opposition of these two factions, the Alliance and the Horde? Wait, wait, say that again? (laughs) Which record-breaking online title is driven by the opposition of these two factions, the Alliance and the Horde? Crap. Uh... (laughs) Ooh, I know some people are definitely yelling at their uh, They're like, their stereos right now. Stupid answer yeah. the question. Uh, oh my god. StarCraft. Is he? Uh I guess I'll go I don't know. StarCraft, I guess. It's World of Warcraft. Oh. Oh, oh well oh we're definitely losing points on that one. I don't I don't like World of Warcraft. We just lost half our listeners right there. I know. There. <laughs> They're like these guys are weirdos. No, I actually, know. I actually don't like World of Warcraft. No, I'm not, I couldn't I get was into never, it. I was never a WoW person. Yeah. All right. So for the final, the seventh final question, you like these? I, I put a lot of effort no, into making. I like, them. I like okay. these. Okay. Kind of cool. All right. So the seventh question is, and I'll what I have here is a list of consoles here, and okay. the question is, which is the highest selling video game console of all time? So. I'll give, just because we're down to a tiebreaker, so whoever's closer to the top of the list uh, with their guess, uh, 
we'll win this trivia round. Oh my god! And they just recently released the list too. Yeah, and I I double checked on a couple sites. Obviously, you know, it's one of those things that I don't know if it's down to the number correct, but a lot of sites uh, seem to be in agreement that these are the uh, the total numbers. Was it? So, are we looking for a number, or are we looking for a console? No, the console. No, the console. The he highest selling the video game console okay. of all time. So, my answer is going to be PlayStation Two. Okay, Izzy, oh. if you could get closer to the top. Oh my God, I was going to say PlayStation Three. But uh, <laughs> no, I will say no. I think it is the PlayStation Two. I think okay, okay, PlayStation Two. Screw it. You're both going PlayStation Two. Yeah. You both tied this round of trivia. Really? Yeah. So it is actually the highest selling video game console of all time. You know why I was choosing between the PlayStation Two and the PlayStation Three? Because I remember someone posted it in uh, Star Select, and they were like, "What you Xbox fanboys have to say now?" <laughs> you know, like because yeah. you know there's like that console thing. Yep. That's why I was like, I know it's PlayStation, but I don't remember which one. <laughs> nice job, guys. Yeah. So actually, check this out. PS2 is on record of selling 155 million units. Mm -hmm. Right behind that is the Nintendo DS with 153.9 million. So just shy. After that, original Game Boy at 118 million. Wow. After that, the original PS at 102 million. Hold on a second. Can I just say here, all you Microsoft fans have noticed that no Microsoft Xbox has made it into the at least top four. Top four and top five is the Nintendo Wii at so 101 million so did, units. So Microsoft fanboys, you didn't even make top five. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but that's pretty impressive. So, uh, yeah, good job on the tie, everyone. Woo-hoo, if anybody beat us at home, mm. write in, and, uh, and we'll have you on the show. All right, sweet. So that wraps up our trivia segment. And, you know, if you like it, you should definitely write in. Otherwise, they're going to kick me off of the trivia segment. So let's keep this thing alive. All right. So um, we are going to read a quick um, piece of mail that we received from Mr. Terrence P. And Terrence says. Hi, Terrence. Hi, Terrence. What's up, Terrence? Thanks for writing in. Said, love the show, guys. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the new Switch models. Also, do you believe a Switch Pro slash Switch 2 is on the way, and do we even need it? Keep up the good work. Well, thanks. Thank you, my darling. So what do you guys think? I know we quickly discussed the light before, so maybe um, is that anything that would entice you guys as Switch owners? No. I don't don't think it's geared toward us personally, but I think it's more of like an entry for younger people. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't seem like it's that much smaller that it's not like, oh, well, this is a cool pocket edition. Yeah, like no, the size originally of they, I thought they said that, that it was going to be geared towards a, like a pocket version. But yeah. no, it's not going to be that much smaller than the original that no. we have now. But so I guess let's just target the other half of the question. Do you, would you be um, enticed or uh, compelled to upgrade if a new Switch came out like a so, Switch Pro? So I don't even know if you guys know this yet. I'm sure you guys have heard. But apparently Nintendo has, I guess petition the FCC for an upgraded uh, an upgraded switch model that's coming out in the next couple of months it's a it's a it was only it's a change I guess what they're doing is they're changing a couple of the internal components that's mm-hmm. going to extend the battery life of the switch so you're gonna have the original switch model then you're gonna have a revised switch model which is gonna have 
you know, the original quote for the battery life for the Switch is two and a half hours to about six and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And this new this new Switch model is going to have nothing different except a couple of the internal, internal components. It's going to be no bigger memory because, of course, you put your own memory card in there. Um, but the, the uh, computer chip that runs it is not going to be different. Uh, nothing else is going to be pretty much, everything is going to be pretty much the same except for a certain component that they're putting in. It's going to extend the battery life from their new range is like five and a half hours to nine and a half hours. Whoa. Yeah. So that's sizable. So I don't know if you guys had heard that, but that was only no. released that was only released in the last couple of days. That I know they were they were like, oh, you know, it's an FCC filing that uh, for a change of components. Um so I wouldn't really call it a Switch Pro or a Switch Two, no. but a revised Switch edition. Well that would be um, cool. On a Switch Pro, now let's let's talk about the Switch Pro though. Or like a Switch Two. Yeah. I would I, see, I don't know where I stand on this. I would love something that maybe I, I don't even want to say a bigger screen, but I would love to see a 1080p on the handheld. Right, I think that's I, the I big mean, thing. I mean, I would absolutely buy an upgraded a, a, an upgraded screen, and I don't know, maybe a way to give it connectivity to. I mean we're all connected anyway so you might as well just throw this in there mm-hmm. but give it instead of just wi-fi maybe give it the wi-fi slash cellular capabilities to play it truly on the go where you can be sitting on a bus and play your you know online games yeah. like you could be playing mario tennis while you're sitting on the bus on a train to work playing you know an online tournament you know from mario tennis yeah. and um and be able to do that so i i would I mean, if they gave me a cellular capability with ten combined with a 1080p mm-hmm. screen, mm-hmm. I probably would go out and buy another version. I would sell mine now, and I would absolutely go out and buy another version. Yeah. Do we need it now? Let me, let me, let me tackle the other half. Do we need it? Not really. No. But the switches is is good where it's at right now. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Do we need it? No. I would love it. But. I would love it. Do we absolutely need it? No, I think no. it's a perfect system the way it is now. Um, but if you if they made those enhancements, I would go out and buy it. My personal yeah, my personal opinion. I agree. Uh, you know. As long uh, as uh, we had full backward compatibility with the carts and everything, because I, I just actually counted because I'm up to like ten carts. I have like a, a good. Amount I have of about down- five, okay. and then I have a good. Uh, it's about my game collection is now about five carts, five downloads. Okay. Um, yeah, me yeah. is just I only have two. <laughs> like uh, I don't have that much games. I, yeah, no. Well, I really can't right now. But yeah, um, it's kind of hard because for me the Switch is is. I feel like I love my PC, but I feel like it kind of ruined consoles for me because I own so many games. Yeah. So it's like, why am I gonna spend money? Unless I like really like the game, like Stardew Valley. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really gonna spend money on something I already own. Yeah. Right. So obviously the exclusives for me personally are very little because yeah. it's just like, oh, well, I already beat it. I already have it. So, you know, it's the same thing with the PS4. Like, well, with certain things, but it was at least the PS4 has more exclusives that I can pick and choose from. But the Switch is very hard because all of the indie games that are on it, I played already. Yeah, I agree. So <laughs> it's kind of hard. So cool. what, was, what was your answer, Brian? What so did you... I, I would definitely, like like I said before, I'm definitely spending more time in handheld mode. 
So if well, I you're could, always on the go anyway, so I mean, yeah. I feel I feel like it's a great benefit to you. Well, and the battery life uh, increase would be greatly welcomed. I don't know if I would upgrade just for the battery life. I wouldn't. I wouldn't upgrade just for the battery life. But if, like I said, if they gave me an overall upgraded product, I would totally buy it. Right. And I, I think a lot of it is not even just a screen itself. I think they were just trying to keep the like the the power in mobile mode down, you know, to increase that battery life as much as they did. Yeah. So I don't think the the rendering was like they couldn't pull off 1080p, um, and the cost of components. I'm sure. Yeah. Obviously, like the the iPhone um, is cranking out higher resolutions than the Switch. Yeah. But obviously, it's at like a thousand thousand dollar price, price point. point. Yeah, exactly. So um, I get it, uh, but it would definitely be welcomed. And honestly. If they came out with that Switch Lite and they said it's non-dockable but it's 1080p, I probably would have got it because I would have been like, oh, I still sweet. don't think. I mean, well, and, and you know what? You could say that it's not dockable. You know, I could say that because I personally have never docked except to charge. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. You know what's crazy? Um, a cool little test that I saw online is, you know how there's the screenshot button on the Switch? Mm -hmm. If you are playing on the dock and you take a screenshot, it actually captures it in 1080p because that's what you're rendering. Correct. If you take it off it and then immediately in it captures in 720. What's kind of cool is to have something like Breath of the Wild loaded, like nice, like, you know, sprawling uh, landscape scene. Take the screenshot, undock it, take the same screenshot, don't even move your character. And then put it back on the dock and look at the 1080p one on your TV versus the 720p one on your TV. And you'll really see like, oh, wow, this the thing is like, yeah, yeah. it's such a, a huge difference. So, all right. Well, that uh, wraps up our mailbag. So oh, hold on a second. Oh, oh, yes. Something just came in. Oh, my gosh. A carrier <laughs> no. pigeon flew through the window. <laughs> the, the plate glass. No. Yeah. So, so Terrence also asked, do we believe a Switch or Pro 2 is on the way? Yes. Yes. So, so you think there will be an upgraded? There's a, a lot total of rumors going version. around. I think they're going to come out with I, a pro. Yeah, version. I mean, looking at the the past trends with Nintendo I mean, the and these incremental upgrades of like you know even things that they don't advertise. I know just from like being in the uh, Nintendo developer program, they boosted like the specs on the three like one 3ds to the next. Yeah, and they don't even tell people like when they added that thumbstick, they gave it like a little bit more power. Mm -hmm. Things that they kind of like they don't tout to like yeah. you know young gamers because it is not going to make sense um but yeah i th i think it's going to come at least in some capacity whether they okay. give it a little boost because you probably run into that thing too where these things have such a long lifespan that it might even be um less uh lucrative to put these old parts in because these parts are maybe not uh, manufactured at the same capacity anymore yeah. from like whoever is making these chips and everything so okay. that's my guess what's your guess rob yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah, I think the, as you said, the rumors are rampant. I mean, they were pretty right about the, you know, there was a Switch model in development, you know, months ago, and we got the the light version. So yeah, you know, is it the only one? Probably not. I mean, you already we already know we got that upgraded battery one. Um, so is there more on the way? Probably. Yeah. All right. What about this? One last thought. Sorry. Just popped in my head. If the new one, the controllers don't come off the sides, they're permanently fused to the sides like the light, but it is dockable, would you be interested in that? Because now maybe they need a more internal, you internal know, cubic space. volume. Yeah. I would still do it. I, I, I would, I I would, would still too. do it. Yeah. I actually would prefer the 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 uh, Joy Cons? The no, or? because like I feel like they're so small. Like I don't have that big of hands, but 
I feel like they're very tiny and yeah. it feels weird. Like I like the concept. I just feel like I just wish the controllers were a little bigger. I mean, I know I know that's yeah. the whole point. It's supposed to be portable. You're supposed to take it. Yeah. But no, I noticed. I actually prefer I, the Pro controller because when I, I was take like, the, oh my god, I actually feel like I'm holding a controller. When yeah. I take the Joy Cons off and I put it in that little dock they mm-hmm. have, that little yeah, it feels it's weird not the still. Pro controller. I I feel like after like 15 or 20 minutes of gaming, I feel like they're so small. My hands are like like curved inward. It's like I feel like mm-hmm. like they're just cramping around the controller. I used to get cramping playing Switchitis. Switch. Oh my god. This so first video game addictions now switchitis. Yes. <laughs> All right. Any other last minute thoughts? No, I think we're good. All right, let's wrap up this episode. So guys Thanks a lot for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, having everyone listen to the podcast is really what makes it worth doing. Um, we're, we're doing this purely out of love of gaming and discussion of gaming and um, just kind of reaching the community. If you uh, want to reach out to us, uh, remember to check us out on Facebook at the Game Freaks podcast. And that's Game Freaks, F-R-E-E-K-Z. Um, you can follow our Instagram at Game Freaks podcast. And you can subscribe to us on pretty much any of the major uh, podcast outlets at this point. And uh, definitely write into us. Leave us a voice message on Anchor. Leave us a comment on Facebook, on uh, Instagram, any of the Insta posts you want to, like, you know, leave us something. We'll try to read it on the show. Um, like we said, if you want to send in your list, even if you are still hung up on your top five favorite games, send them in. <laughs> yes. It's not too late. Don't feel like you missed the boat. Uh, we would love to discuss them because, you know, it's going to lead to a discussion. And um, we do all this for you guys, and we have a lot of fun doing it, and we want you to feel like you're a part of the show. So just give us something to talk about, whether it's uh, male-related or even a new topic of discussion. And thanks again, Terrence P., for the um, yeah, writing Yeah, mailbag in. came from Facebook. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So, And thank you for all the love and support. So uh, next episode, who's going to be hosting? Me. Izzy Boo Baby. This time I won't mess up and I won't forget <laughs> Rob when we're doing a, t- a list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't, do we have a topic for next week or is it a, or, or uh, not next week? It'll be a surprise. It'll okay, be a so, surprise. Okay. So uh, next, I'm still working on so it. So next podcast so. is Izzy's hosting. I think, I think I'll go more like adult conversation, I feel. Well, we we'll have to see. keep it PG. Wait, uh, no, no, no. Not like that. Been? I meant not adult conversation like we're going to be talking about dirty stuff. I meant more like, you know... Uh, like uh, us as adults gaming rather than all right oh i look forward to it all right nice all right the no nostalgia episode yeah the no nostalgia episode (laughs) sweet all right so our final segment is gonna be as it always is finish him this is where we kind of just give you one parting thought or idea or um you know whether it be game related life related music related something to kind of take away so uh rob what is your finish him final thought so I, I don't know about you guys. I I love going to the movies. You know, my wife is a big you know cinema person. Um, so we regularly find ourselves at least you know three to four movies a month. You know, um, so just this past week alone, I've been seeing so many really good trailers for things that are coming out like like soon and you know maybe a little bit in the future. But like I was talking about. Um, we got the we got the trailer for uh, The Witcher on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, we got uh, what else? Uh, I'm a big horror movie fan, um, so I mean I'm looking forward to the movie Midsommar. I don't know if anybody's heard of that yet. It's by the same guy who did Hereditary, and uh, it's supposed to be just like a psychological thrill- thriller. Wow, awesome! Um, the new Rob Zombie movie. We finally got the final trailer cut for Three from Hell, which was the um, 
we've been waiting, you know, us as Rob Zombie movie fans have been waiting so long for. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I see the trailer for? We just got the final trailer or the first look at uh, Top Gun 2 Maverick, mm. which is, you know, and Maverick comes back without Goose and, um, you no know, is, is now a Top Gun trainer like, mm-hmm. you know, the original. Um, I th- But I'm like looking at all these uh, these trailers and I'm like, wow, I cannot wait for all these movies. You forgot one trailer. What did I, what did I forget? Uh, Sil- uh, uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, Jay and, oh, yeah. Jay and Silent Bob the Reboot, which, which Matt Jay... Matt Damon's in it. Matt Damon's in it. Ben Jay, Affleck. They have a whole bunch of people. Jason Mewes becomes a dad. And oh, it's... Man. I mean, it's, it's insanity because, I mean, I loved hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of that movie, the original. So, um... Yeah, it's kind of cool. And if you're a big Jay and Silent Bob fan, just to let you know, um, I think somewhere locally to to where we are from where we record this podcast, um, if you if you're a big Clerks fan, Kevin Smith is actually doing a live reading of the never released um, screenplay for Clerks Three that was never taped. Really? So you could buy tickets. I think they're like a hundred dollars or a hundred and fifty dollars a piece. But all the money goes to charity that, you know, from what I'm being told or about the the, the event, uh, all the money that's raised, you know, all the money that's put in by this, you know, Clerks 3 live reading um, is going to go to charity. He's not taking one penny of the money that he collects. It's going all to charity. He's a good man. Awesome. I love Kevin. I love Kevin Smith. Awesome New Jersey. Eight. Yes. Yeah. All right. Izzy, what's your final thought? Um, I actually have two. Oh, uh, that's a lot of thoughts. Yeah, oh, I know. Geez. I have two thoughts. Calm so down. much. Now, um, actually, I'll save. I'll save one of the thoughts oh, okay. for my episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what um, a tease! I know what a tease. Oh, um, okay, well, my final thought's not really a thought. It's more of a because I'm trying to get more into podcasts as we're making our own. Um, because hey, don't you be breaking away from us? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> No, 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 like listening to them because, you know, there's so many, I hear so many people talk about different podcasts and they listen to all types of stuff. So um, my dad is huge into podcasts. Hi, dad again. (laughs) Um, He recommended me a podcast called Crime and Sports. And I'm not really a sports person. Like, I know of sports. I know the difference between a touchdown and a home run, you know. Uh, I know. Well, we're not sure about Brian, so. Yeah, but, you know, I used to be huge into baseball. You know, I'm a Yankee fan, all that stuff. Um, Giants fan, all that. Um, but it's basically, it's not for children. <laughs> I'll just say that now. But uh, it's basically just, they go through different athletes each episode and like they give you like a backstory Mm -hmm. and then they explain the crime that they did but they're cracking jokes the whole time gotcha on the athlete Hmm. because you know like you know some of them are it's not for the faint of heart if you're some of them are very triggering one of the episodes very triggering for me but the comedy kind of helped yeah you know but obviously you know the dudes may come off like jerkish but they're really not like they're just two comedians making fun of the jerks that the athlete that these athletes are and it's hilarious they're like 107 almost 70 episodes in already um but i recommend like as my dad says start from the beginning because 
I heard they make characters later on in episodes and they refer back to a lot of gotcha. those characters and they do update stories as well. That's why I say start from the beginning because a lot of they start they started I think in 2016. So and you know they work their way up obviously. So they do they do updates, you know, and stuff like that, but it's actually pretty hilarious. Cool. And I highly recommend that podcast. Sweet. So All yeah. Right. Even though Rob said I I won't watch it. <laughs> or listen to well, it. it's a podcast. I mean, listen You'll to listen ours to first, and then listen to that okay. podcast. <laughs> yeah, remember to subscribe to us. Yeah. And for the record, I don't hate that. sports. <laughs> you just don't watch them. I just don't watch them. I I have the same amount of interest. I always say I have the same amount of interest in watching sports that I do having watching people playing video games. It's zero. Okay. I have no interest oh, in I watching watch people other people play, play games. games constantly. I, I'm I'm opposite. I like I have I have really only two streamers of video games that I watch on a religious ba- literally a religious basis. Yeah. Same same with me. There's just I have the comedy duo and then I have the one guy who literally is silent and actually lets you take in the game yeah. he doesn't like do jump cuts and is just he'll talk once in a yeah. while but you act like soma whatever. i don't want to i don't want to yeah. plug certain guys because we're not getting no our i'm fair share yeah yeah i'm not gonna plug them i mean uh, one of them you guys already know because i talk about them yeah. like all the time i watch them religiously yeah. okay yeah um but the other guy uh he does he does like other stuff but i like watching his playthroughs because he does like in-depth playthroughs yeah. you know like he plays like how i play so yeah Sweet. All right. So um, the thing that I want to leave as a, a final thought is if you have an Oculus Rift or Go or Quest, they uh, just recently released um, the Anne Frank House VR. And oh, my God. Yeah. So I can't. It, it is. What? It's, <laughs> it's what? award winning. Um, so obviously oh I left this off of my Just Push Play section because it's definitely not a game by any means. But. It is really awesome to be able to go into the house and be able to interact with the environments and hear the stories. Uh, direct quotes from Anne's diary are like kind of littered throughout like the interactable um, yeah. you know, pieces of things that you can pick up. And just to be able to kind of stand in this house, in this space and see um, the uh, kind of like crushingly small size of the rooms that people were living in um, for the period of two years um, while avoiding uh, persecution and um, and just hearing you know it's it's narrated very well Um, it's voiceovered uh, you know by like a really solid sounding actress and uh, it's it's just a really cool experience and I mean the best part or one of the best parts is the price tag is it's free so oh that's cool definitely check it out um and you you might actually you know really just uh appreciate standing in that space it was kind of cool nice okay so benevolent brian no no i mean it was <laughs> no, just one of those things it was really uh, i absolutely think it's pretty neat you it's know, cool to, to give people the appreciation of history i mean i it comes from my heart just because you know I'm, I'm a history teacher i definitely appreciate it Awesome. Well, you'll have to check it out. I have I have my quest. Yeah. I don't. The plan is if if Izzy has a little time after this recording, we're going to oh, throw I have her into plenty VR. Of time now, trust She's going to make time for Oculus. Today. <laughs> she has plenty of time. Awesome. I have plenty of time. Well, you'll have to make the ultimate decision. Do you want to tour Anne Frank's house or chop beats with lightsabers? Chop beats. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no <Yeah>. judgment. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a lot for tuning in. We had an awesome time recording this for you, and uh, we hope you had even half as much fun listening to it. Again, we're the Game Freaks Podcast. I'm Bri the Indie Guy. Big Rob. Izzy Boo Baby. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. See you guys next time.